You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. The stocking. Close enough. I remember. No, no, we no, may no. be rushing things, but deck the halls again no, now. Everybody, for we, we need, need a little Christmas, Christmas. right at the very minute. Candles in the window, carols at the spinning. Yes, we need a little Christmas right this very minute. It hasn't snowed a single flurry, but Santa dear, we're in a hurry. I finally made it happen. Troy sang a musical theater song on the stage. <laughs> I did what needed to be done. How we do it, Philly? Oh, baby, in this dumpster fire of a world we live in, we need a little Christmas now more than ever. Happy Christmas, Merry Holidays. It's my favorite show of the year. Let's do this, Glass Cannon Nation. Yeah, baby! Where are my nog heads at tonight? Any nog heads? Mm. I heard a lot of groans. <laughs> I whipped myself up a little yellow Russian backstage. It's a little uh, behind-the-scenes showbiz secret. Cream-based alcoholic drinks are good for the vocal cords. <laughs> they don't tell you that in acting school. Uh, Sid, you're drinking one, right? Yeah, you made me one, and you said, here, drink this. And I said... <laughs> No, thank you. And you said, here you go. (laughs) Mixing that with wine is an excellent choice. And (laughs) beer. And a pale ale. (laughs) No, I asked for it. Troy said he was making eggnogs, and I was like, please. And I will regret it in about five minutes, but for now, love it. It's delicious. I've got a beach towel up here because I'm so fucking hot. (laughs) Sweaty. I don't know why I did this again this year, but I can't help it. Um... Look at this group we got up here tonight, huh? We got Skid, Matthew, Kate, Joe, and Sydney. You guys like this group? I like this group too. So you know what I'm gonna do? This is the cast of the 2023 tour. How about that? You know, Kate has a real job, right? (laughs) Did you run this by her? (laughs) We'll talk about it later. I told them, I'm like, listen, I'm also a gamer, a professional gamer, (laughs) and I need to go on tour. Yeah. So... That must have wowed them in the interviews. They must yeah, have they were like, like, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever you go to a job interview, it's always good to tell them when you can't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first off. <laughs> what are your weaknesses? I'm unavailable. <laughs> I'm unavailable for four months out of the year. <laughs> uh, I'll take it a step further. I like this cast so much. This is the cast of the new Glass Cannon podcast. <laughs> Coming this spring. 
I didn't run that by Kate either, but... Uh, I am so excited. Uh, this is obviously a new venue for us uh, this year. It's very fancy, and they'll never invite us back after they hear the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but my God, are there 3,000 people here tonight? Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it. Jeez. And you're all dressed up. You got Christmas sweaters on. Yeah. Love you guys. Awesome. These look so good. I mean, there are so many dressed up people in the audience. It's amazing. Yeah. I love the you Christmas trees. You guys who are Christmas trees, you're my favorite. <laughs> it's always good to pick favorites during the holidays. My uh, my sister is here. I am so proud and happy to have her here. I love her so much, and I know that she's here because her uh, she's blinking in the back. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Draped in Christmas lights, she ripped off her house five minutes before she came. <laughs> Well, folks, uh, I'm sure most of you know the people up here, but I'm going to now introduce you to two very cool people and three people who struggle to satisfy their lovers. (laughs) And I'm going to let you decide what that breakdown is. There's always the after party to test the theory. (laughs) First up is the Cindy Lou Who. A little late on that one, sorry. That's okay. (laughs) No, right on time. (laughs) The the, the Cindy Lou Who of the network, uh, who uh, after last year's show, he had to leave right away uh, before going to the VIP because his wife was to give birth to his child any moment. And now, uh, just under a year later, she's already taller than him. (laughs) Give it up for Matthew Capitacaz, everybody. Maddie Caps! Maddie Caps! Am I the Cindy Lou Who because I'm short, because I need the spirit of Christmas explained to me, or because I'm your conscience? I think... Wow, how dare you? (laughs) You're ruining Christmas! Um, Santa Claus, why? (laughs) Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? There's a light on this side. Anyways, uh, are you doing all right, buddy? You having a good Christmas so far? I'm doing okay. I think I gave you the Christmas bug a little early this year. No, I have a. I I I I celebrate Christmas with great fervor, just uh, at a very defined timeline. That is the opposite of fervor. (laughs) It's because of the concentration that I can excite the fervor within me. God. God. You, you just made Christmas night. so boring. <laughs> <laughs> right on time. Right on time. Next up, she is the uh, new kid on the block around these parts. And uh, speaking of which, rumor has it she has every new kid of the block tattooed on her body. <laughs> I want to know where Donnie Wahlberg is. <laughs> Give it up for Kate Samus. <laughs> Where's Donnie? Um, he's on my butt. Show him. Show him. He's on my butt. <laughs> my butt. How dare you? He's an American treasure. Uh, um, how are you? Are you happy to be here? Uh, yeah. How come you're? How come you're so dry in comparison to me? <laughs> this is dry wine. Uh, we're so glad to have you here. Next up, she's just a skater girl. She said, "See you later, girl." She's gonna eat her snacks on Mike. <laughs> Give it up for Sydney Emanuel! Are you talking to me? 
I was going to put little presents in all the stockings, and uh, I didn't have time, but I had a feed bag in the cart on uh, Amazon for you. <laughs> I was going like, to just give a little feed bag so you could snack while you're hanging around her neck. But you did do all of these decorations, which are adorable. Uh, I also did put little presents in everybody's stockings. I put all these stockings up, and everybody gets... Do you want me to oh. get them? Do you want them now? Are they unique to each of us? Nope. Oh. Uh. Well, just, let's just open one then. Well, I mean... Save <laughs> us a lot no, of time no, no. in the edit. No, they are... There is one thing that is unique. Okay. Did you give yourself a gift, too? No. What's in your stocking? <laughs> Nothing. Why are you looking at mine? It's F- no, <laughs> no, don't touch my stuff. No, no, uh, they each have little snacks, of course. I love snacks, uh, but they all have a little ornament for you guys in there that is themed. Aww. So you can, you can open it later, but uh, I wasn't lying when I said I was going to make stockings for everybody, and awesome. I knitted all of these. Thank you. Aww. You knit these? No, you didn't knit these. Oh my god, I believed you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That How I could lied. you? You see the betrayal in Kelkate's face? <laughs> How could you lie? I told at her last night, I was like, don't tell anyone, but I knit all those stockings <laughs> and I'm going to put them up for everybody. And Kate was like, oh my God, that's so nice. But I didn't. <laughs> I bought them on Amazon. It was very easy for me. Just kidding. Love you guys. I love all of you. I'm having a great Christmas. It was very sweet. You even did these lights back here. It's yeah. beautiful. They did little Christmas lights. What's going on? That's well, it's nice. You did a very good job. I would have done it differently, but you did a good job. <laughs> Everyone knows the King of the Jews was born on Christmas Day in the year of our Lord AD one. Zero. Zero. AD zero. <laughs> it's the Nog talking. Are we, are we, it's C E now, not AD. Oh yeah. right. Well, three years later the King of the Nerds was born. <laughs> Give it up for Skidmore, everybody! Skid! Kid, you, you were playing Christmas music in the dressing room, and it was the best thing that we've ever done backstage. Yeah, that was, <laughs> the uh, interpersonal dynamics backstage were very funny uh, <laughs> with the two new uh, cast members. It was like a Christmas version of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Like, we all started to fall into different roles. Uh, someone, there were two dads. I was the uncle who just showed up. And then, there, and then Kate and Sydney were the two like teenage daughters. It was a, it, we were doing it as a bit, but it was very funny. <laughs> and Troy yeah. was the brother in the onesie, the younger yeah. brother. Yeah. The yeah. younger brother didn't want to come home for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But I have to say, also, I, I'm so, I love coming here. I love coming to Philadelphia. And this time, for the first time ever, those of you who follow me on Instagram probably know that I was able to finally visit Four Seasons Total Landscaping today. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I stood the, out in the, the rain. Famous, the most famous landmark in the state of Pennsylvania. Absolutely. I, re- I was saying to my friend, I was like, it really should be a national monument. And I'm not joking. And I was, saying, I was standing there and I was by myself. I was like, man, this is great. It's like, I was kind of wishing Matthew would be there because it, was, it actually reminded me of when we went to Dealey Plaza. And, uh, and I was just like, well, that's kind of weird. And it's just like, no, it actually makes sense because they're both like places that I'd seen on TV and elsewhere a lot of times I'm finally visiting visiting them for the first time and they're also sites that mark the rather abrupt end of American presidencies so it's like they're basically the same place this is the place where a a shot was fired through the heart of American democracy right yeah and yet we survived yes that's right (laughs) and this is Dealey Plaza yeah (laughs) finally folks uh 
he is Philly's native son. And no one better exemplifies this sad excuse for an American city. (laughs) He'll be the first person I call, text, and berate when the Eagles are knocked out of the playoffs after finally facing a team with a winning record. In a land of roast porks with broccoli rob, he is a cheesesteak in the gutter. (laughs) Covered in cum. (laughs) Give it up for Joe O'Brien, everybody! That's what you are! Oh, it's so good to be back! Billy Joe! So good to be back. Oh, you guys, you guys! I love it. I love it. I am. I am Philly Joe, and in my heart of hearts, uh, yeah, it's it's so great to be back. I love the city. I love walking the streets of the city. It makes me feel like Christmas uh, every time I come back. And not only because of this show, because that's when I always used to come home. You know, it's Christmas time. So yeah, it's it's great to be here, and it's great to be uh, here with Kate and Sydney. They met my my sister today, and I mean, you know what I mean. It's cool to like share this with the family. So and there, I'm sure they're going to meet the Nash. Also, I got to say that I got a shout out from the Degenerate Dungeon for those of you that that watch that crickets. Yeah. <laughs> Big gambling crowd here tonight. Big gambling crowd. Big Hollywood Hagen and David the Woodman Woody are in the audience. They're Philly based, so a big Woo! round of applause for those guys. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome to be home. It's good to be home. You know, we do we say this a lot to ingratiate ingratiate ourselves to the local crowd, but this really is our favorite show of the year. Yes. Um, and uh, it's the last show of the year. We're, we won't be back with this until uh, Thursday, January 5th, I believe. It's going to be a, a stream and the podcast will release the next week. But we're off tour now until uh, April, it looks like. We're going to be taking a little break while we gear up to uh, record the new show and find a new space and everything. But uh, we're hoping we'll be back in April with multiple stops in Canada. Uh, so that'll be exciting. And then, uh, you know, once... <laughs> Not a lot of Canadian uh, fans here. That's cool. I'm, I'm ecstatic. You yeah, weren't invited. Don't worry excited. about it. Oh. Um, no, you can come. Um, they can't. But we once we find out when PAX Unplugged is next year, we'll be uh, begging to come oh, back yeah. to we'll City Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll be bugging it and begging them to let us come back to this amazing venue. Huge round of applause, please, for City Winery. Yeah. Everyone Woo! that has worked here has been amazing. From the first person I met when I walked in the door... To uh, everybody that did the tech and the backstage and everything, it's been amazing. And also a huge thank you to McD, our community yeah. manager, who's amazing and set all this up for us and everything. So thank you, McD. McD! McD! Yeah. Great job. Yeah, this is one of the hands down, one of the best experiences we've had on tour. This has been yeah, amazing. Yeah, this has been amazing. So. Terrific. And uh, tonight's show is once again sponsored by Dauntless Snacks. Uh, yeah! Guy who owns this company. Are you here tonight, Jay? He's on his way. <laughs> you thought the show was at eight. Tell him we, we talked about his product. No, uh, Jay is a cool dude. He was a fucking sergeant in the Marine Corps, and he started this business after being inspired by us knuckleheads, which is really, really cool. Uh, so uh, please go to dauntlesssnacks.com uh, and enter the code GCNNACH to get 10% off your order. And here's the thing if you don't, then we're not going to bring Kate to any more shows. Okay? 
Because we what won't get any. What did I do? wine. We just can't. We just can't afford this. Just go back to your wine. To trick your wine. I love these. I got these next to my uh, my computer, and I uh, when when Joe tricks me into a meeting, he's just droning on for an hour and a half, and I want to just throw myself into traffic. I uh, snap into one of these Johns, and it really lifts my spirits and gets me through the rest of the meeting with Joe. So please, in fact, we got two winners of some snack packs tonight, and I'm going to give our local resident beef enthusiasts the chance to go out into the crowd and deliver these packages to where's Noah Myers yeah raise your hand you son of a bitch what about Alyssa Jorgensen are they too heavy to just or Jorgensen it's a Christmas beef delivery (laughs) ha ha loud the holly have some beef you know what goes good with wine? Meat sticks. You're not preaching. Right. You're not meat Stop throwing your meat sticks. I thought around. about giving it to the second person, but I might just keep it. <laughs> it's so heavy. It's so much beef. There's so much oh. glass. Don't throw it. Heartless <laughs> <laughs> snacks. I'm not... I can't say with absolute certainty, but I would wager a guess that this is the first time any meat sticks have been passed from the stage at City Winery into the crowd. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it won't be the last. It won't be the last. <laughs> what a weird threat. <laughs> what it means is that possibly the city winery marketing person is sitting in the crowd right now and is just texting like, how did we not think of this? <laughs> yeah. Why are wineries up in the booth? Douglas snacks you. Mr. C. Winery. He has a message for us. C. Winery. It goes so well with the wine. <laughs> Um, I think we should we should probably start the show. Yes, um, that, that we should. I wish I weighed myself before the show and afterwards for the amount of sweat that is going into this hot suit. Oh, don't worry, you're going to make it up because I think that that nog itself is eleven pounds. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just keep rehydrating with your white, with your yellow Russian. I'm sure it'll be good. It's, it's really delicious the way it coagulates in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joe, do you have any music, any hot recap music? Oh, yeah. We always, we always got the hot recap. Oh, let, John! Let, let, Kate, let Kate play it, though. Kate knows. Kate, Kate played the music. Kate, Kate, take it to the music. <laughs> it's about me and Ethel, or Eris and Ethel. <laughs> it's okay. Lots of people have crushes on Ethel. He's emotionally unavailable, though, so what are you going to do? <laughs> so hot. <laughs> Just watch his kids back. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but Dauntless Snacks are aphrodisiacs. <laughs> we were crushing them backstage. <laughs> Kate, <laughs> Kate did some sexy dancing backstage. Man. <laughs> yeah, we were like... Joe, I was doing dance, and Joe came up, and I said, "Hey, Sydney, let's do a Christmas dance." And the, the camera guy was shooting it, and then Kate came out and dropped it like it was hot. Like, Boom! It was like a, a way in a manger was playing. It was, it was a little awkward. I'm just Josh doing Groban. the spirit of my sweater yes. being hot, sticky, sweet from my head to my feet. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. yeah. There you go. yeah. I like it. But instead, like it. it was Josh Groban. If you just believe. <laughs> Twerking to Silent Night. <laughs> uh, what are we doing? Recap. 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 We just Merry Christmas. We just have some dog. Mmm. Mm. 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 Marshmallow World. All right, here we go. 
So if you haven't followed our now four-year story thus far, like all of the workers here at City Winery, our heroes are uh, trying to track down a man named... Joe? Count Hausterton Lowles. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. The fourth. Thank you, oh, Matthew. Bottle cap. No, he's already got, he already got one. Uh... In addition to being a a part of the nobility, this count is also a bit of a wannabe scholar. Uh, I'm a scholar. I'm a scholar. (laughs) And after he published some books that were laughed at by his peers, it seems that the count, in an effort to raise his status in the community, fell down the dark hole of researching that knowledge that no man should have. Eldritch knowledge, Joe. It's terrifying. It truly is. This is knowledge of worlds and creatures beyond the the dark tapestry of the cosmos. So now some of our heroes used to work for this man, and at some point the Count had something done to them which erased their memories and then left them in an asylum to rot. And they got out of the asylum, which had its own host of interdimensional problems. They then went to the town that the Count presided over and dealt with the mess the the Count left behind. Now they're hot on the trail of Lowell's, who they know is heading south in search of an eldritch tome known as the Necronomicon. The Count learned about the location of this book by traveling to the Dreamlands and meeting with a person known as the Mad Poet. So our heroes are on this boat journey... And they have been traveling to the Dreamlands as well, using this Dreamlands excursion ritual that the Count used in search of gifts to present to the Mad Poet so that they may speak to him and learn what the Count is up to. You guys want to share what you're talking about with the fucking crowd? Uh, Sydney was just like, (laughs) take off that rope. Um, um, teacher. <laughs> teacher, I just want to say that was taken out of context. And also, Joe's cheating. I'm stealing from a Bill Burr bit, but you read back the George court transcript, and she says, I didn't say it like that! I didn't say it like that! If you talk during my recap, you start the game with no bottle caps. So no bottle caps for either of you. That's not very Christmas you, spirit Joe. of you. Fuck you. Do you want your cap? Oh. Yes. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. Oh. Don't be so bad. I'll call up Donnie Wahlberg so fast. <laughs> you know you're on the butt. I've lost my place. <laughs> they're taking these... Here's the thing, what they're doing. They're taking these dreamland excursion rituals, as one does to try and find these gifts so they can present them to the mad poet, so they can talk to him and be like, well, what's going on with the count? And you gotta show up with gifts. It's just the rule. So now they've got four gifts out of five trips. They need two more. One of the five trips to the Dimensions of Dreams, uh, they all died, except one of them. And when you die in the Dreamlands, the good thing is you don't die in real life, but you wake up in the real world with some sort of madness. Aldo, our mad scientist, has not died yet in the Dreamlands. But he's, cra- he's, he's crazy enough. Atticus, our rat folk wizard, has died twice in the Dreamlands because he's played 
by a bad player. But now Atticus has the even greater mental affliction of cognitive dissonance. Every time he tries to cast a spell, it might not work because he's stupid. <laughs> like the player that plays him. It's very method. Yes. <laughs> and then all three of your new companions have a madness as well. Ethel Merman, the human fighter, is tormented with night terrors, leaving him constantly fatigued. Eris, the flesh warp witch, is terrified of water. And Suki. I'm fine. So she thinks. The elf druid thinks she's fine, but something doesn't feel right. So your last trip to the deep dreamlands was to acquire a heartstone of a night hag. After completing the dream ritual, you found yourself in this den of iniquity in the dreamland city of Dyloth Lean, where you learned that assassins were out to kill this night hag. Her name was Queviandra. So you struck a deal with the hag to flush out these assassins, and if you did that, you'd get her heartstone. But after you found out who was trying to kill her, you sided with the assassin and killed the night hag. Because she was dealing in dirty business. Mm. She's a soul trader. <laughs> and she was trying to trade souls in the dreamlands. Now you all awaken, back on the boat, the Selen Starling, with two lifts, two gifts left to go, two more trips the dreamlands in a boat journey ahead that has been fraught with its own perils. It is day 62 of your journey. What do you do? Uh, Can I uh, bring something up? Of course, Ethel. Of course. So uh, when you hired me, uh, you talked about being followed by this red ship. And how some of your friends have been killed by this, like, Dracolisk, as I, think, as I remember, am I right? Dracolisk? Uh, I don't appreciate the tone in which you say this as if it's no small thing. I'm not saying small thing. Quite the opposite. No, I think it's just the way he talks. I think it's just like we have to get used to that sort of... It's just his the sort of tone his of voice. His culture is... Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a cultural thing. It's like sort of an accent that makes you think he doesn't care, but he actually maybe does. Oh, very confusing. No, I do care. I care that we're being pursued, or maybe we're pursuing. It was unclear to me when I took this this, this gig. But are we going to be killed by someone when we keep doing these sleepy rituals? Oh, yes, most certainly. <laughs> Should we be at all concerned about that? I know no, I'm, supposed, no, I'm like no. your resident security guy. Well, no, I know, but we need you in the dream worlds as well. So it's like, you know, we can't just leave you here to watch over our sleeping bodies. Because we need you in there, so there's no real solution except for to just hope for the best. We don't want to do any kind of like investigation about being followed by. No, him. no, 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 no. Cool, no. cool. Well, Thank it's you. like we're on a river, so there's no like you know, let's follow some tracks. Like he can't do that, so we might as well just leave it. Okay. Wait. Someone's trying to kill us while we sleep. No, not necessarily. No. Well, maybe. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot you guys haven't filled us in on. (laughs) What was the bit about you being in a mental asylum? Well, no, that was was a long time ago. That was many months ago. Unjustly. Unjustly. Yeah, no, we weren't... Against our very will into an asylum. Yeah. Uh, And the mental illnesses that we've incurred have only happened since we left. So that shouldn't be a mark against us. It's. I'm just 
you made me feel weird when I joined the group. Like, I was the weird one. And I'm finding out... It might have had something to do with the mouth in your throat. Oh, the mouth in my throat. Or your chicken hands. Oh, my chicken hands. Well, I was never committed to an asylum. And I don't have someone trying to kill me in my sleep. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) I just woke up. I'm sorry I'm late. What did I miss? We were, we were talking about Eris's chicken hands and maybe how the others shouldn't be too judgy. No, I meant before, when you went to the dreamlands. Oh, I'm so oh, sorry. I oh, wasn't... Right. I didn't feel well. Right. I'm sure everything's fine with me. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, I heard arguing. No, you miss a, a rather... Uh, interesting dream in which we encountered a hag and uh, quite quickly recovered her hearthstone. There's really not much to say about no, it. No, we were quite successful, yeah. Oh, quite successful. That's good news, right? Because you needed yes. the... So there are only two left. Great. And Ethel is bringing up a concern that though we may go to sleep tonight looking for the sixth gift, mm. we might leave our sleep, uh, our sleep unconscious bodies uh, open to attack. Of course. From some yeah. unknown predator. But sure. Which is a valid concern. Well, it is, but you can't spend your whole life worrying, can you? Right. You could get hit by a bus crossing the street. For example. As as they're arguing, Suki goes back up to the top of the boat, and I'd like to do a perception check to see if there's a fucking ship following us. (laughs) You dummies. Roll it. Can I? I think you're. Can I do that? Sure. You're. You're. You're the dummy. Damn it. It's a natural one. Okay. Oh, okay. What was the question? Mm-hmm. I was just rolling for fun. Um, <laughs> I was rolling a perception check to see if the ship was followed. To see what I see. I'm looking for the ship. Mm. See if we're being followed. You see a ship following you. <gasps> really? No, only she does. Oh. She's stupid. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> Suki runs back downstairs. <gasps> it's actually there. Stop it. What? What? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. We run upstairs. You look and you see the upstairs. 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 <laughs> we have to like get a true veteran. You <laughs> see <laughs> a, a big tree that kind of looks like a boat, but right there's there. no boat there. It's right there. It's not a boat. It's a tree on the shore. It might be a boat one day. It's true. true. She does have the gift of foresight. It's true. (laughs) Well spotted. Very impressive. Suki thinks about that. She gets real quiet, staring out at the tree. Look, Um. Ethel, all I can say, wind in our hair, your concerns are valid, but there is nothing we can do about them at the time. We must trust that our captain has our best interests in mind and will alert us should the ship come under attack. When we're in the dreamlands and uh, if we're attacked, can someone wake us up? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Absolutely, yes. The audio audience has no idea that I no shook idea my head after I said that. Speak uh, confidently. Yeah. Wait, I have an excellent idea. I'll just go talk to Xantar. And I go talk oh. to Xantar... King of the zoo. Is he feeling well enough? (laughs) I knock on his door. The pretender king of the zoo. (laughs) Xanta, it's Suki. Oh, I see you're still feeling unwell. I just wanted to say, 
When we go to sleep next, it would be advisable if you watched over our bodies. Oh, I understand. I have a real connection with animals. And like you, a part animal. I understand you. He's at peace. I go back. He might be dead. No, he, he, no. Rest well, my liege. He's fine. <laughs> do not disturb the king's slumber. <laughs> do not disturb the king in his slumber. All right, so that, that option's out. I just thought it was a good idea. So you're worried that if you fall asleep and the boat gets under attack, that someone may not wake you up in time to help. Or even if they tried, they couldn't. So is that a thing? Do we know? Uh, you don't know. It hasn't been put to the test yet. In fact, you do know that while you were asleep, people did weird stuff to you. <laughs> oh, actually, that's true. And you didn't wake up from that. That is true. Uh, yeah, but a, a couple of yellow Russians will take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. I'm already tapped. <laughs> um, yeah, so you don't know. I mean, you can ask and hope, but you do not know. Luckily, you only have two more trips left to go. So if you can get it done quickly, it may not even be a problem. But there is always the chance that the night you go to the dreamlands is the night that something bad happens to the boat. Great. Well, thanks for hearing me out. Let's uh, do your sleepy thing again. You've got to do some more research. The next item. We must do some more research. We must do some more research. (laughs) We have to study. The next item on the list is a captain's tricorn. Oh, Oh, nice. Yeah, captain's tricorn. Uh, Love a good tricorn. And then the one after that is uh, a red webbed foot. So that's it. You have uh, four out of five. You know that you're going to need at least these next two to feel confident in approaching the Mad Poet. You've taken on some new people. You got rid of all those thralls. They went to that uh, fishing community. I'll save O.J. Simpson, who decided to stay. Uh, Again, O-J-A-Y-S-Y-M-P-S-O-N. Uh, <laughs> Oddly left out of the recap, yes, which is disappointing. And still called the juice, though. He, uh, he's still on the boat. But uh, then you've got this Senator Emilio Daldemain, who you are delivering uh, south on the way to Taldor uh, to this area of the Verduran Forest where he's supposed to meet up with some group known as the Stardust Augers, who knew that he was uh, going to be killed by the Revolutionary Council and said, we will offer you safety. So he sent his wife and his children down there, and he's traveling with uh, three of his associates. And so you've got these four people on the boat as well. Right, and just to clarify, dropping this noble and his people off is of value to us because he has a lot of sway in this city that we're going to. He's got... He's got money. money. And he has and, promised uh, you money. Yeah, and he's promised us money if we get him there. So this is also a very important deal. In fact, Ethel would probably risk death just to get this amount of money. I risk death every day. Mostly because half my stuff now resides with my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel's going through a lot. Um, <laughs> So you begin your research uh, as you make uh, you become a little closer with the senator and his uh, entourage. Um, Did we ever determine if the senator is like you know like a fascist? Is he a good guy? No, he seems cool. He's, I think he's a good guy, right? Okay. Yeah. He's very handsome, as Troy has pointed out many times. Every time he introduces him, he says the handsome senator. Yes, he's a handsome yeah. in a cheruby sort of way. Fascists are never handsome. It's never something they use to disguise their, their views. <laughs> That's true. It is known. So you are uh, you're doing some research night after night. I said it's day 62, maybe over the next four or five days. 
You dig into some research about the captain's tricorn. You're reading books in Lowell's chest titled Emotions of the Past, The Shadow's Ship, and Voyage of the Rainbow Serpent. They sound like Hardy Boys novels. <laughs> uh, so you're looking around, digging into these, and uh, as you begin reading the books, you learn that this tricorn doesn't belong to a human pirate but to a denizen of Lang. Oh. Denizen of Lang by the name of Captain Vodrak. Now, you faced a denizen of Lang back in Thrushmore in the basement of Iris Hill, that woman who had the mask and she fucking tried to bite you in the uh, crypt, remember? And you killed her and she disappeared. Don't we also have some Lang rubies? I think so. I haven't seen your character sheet. But Vodrak's long ship... The Bloodwind is a ship full of enslaved people. And although the people Vodruk presses into service uh, are, are taken to help him out, they're usually never seen again. You find a tattered registry in one of the books indicating that the Bloodwind often sails the rivers and seas of the Dreamlands, but it can also cross into other planes. Captain Vodruk is relentless in his pursuit of his victims, chasing them across planes, if necessary. You learn that Captain Vodrick's longship is made of dark wood with distinctive red-colored sails. Oh. What? That's the ship. Is that the very ship that's been following us? Yes. I only know this because you told me. Who has actually seen the ship? I saw it. Or was it a dream? I feel the same way. It came out of the fog and then disappeared back into it, into or, the mists. Yeah, or did it? I, I don't know. Did it? Did it? Did it? Uh, I don't... Yeah, no, I think it did. Okay. I think it did. Sorry, I was getting rhetorical. I shouldn't have confused the matter. Uh, no, it's, that's terrifying. I mean, have you What should only... we do if the ship approaches in the night when we're asleep? Have you only seen it once each or multiple times? We heard about it, too, as I recall. Yeah, you heard about it. You saw it, I think, shortly after you were on the boat. Someone saw something in the distance. It looked like a red-sailed ship, and then it disappeared. And then you heard about it again uh, when you were in uh, where those Hanspur worshippers were. I think they said, oh, yeah, a ship came by here yeah. looking for people that matched your description. It had... Uh, blood red sails and he swore that the boat laughed at him. Do you remember? Yes. Uh, so you've heard that this boat is pursuing you. Perhaps it is the very same boat. I think while everyone else is researching how to get all these gifts and all of that, Eris is researching how to be woken up. Maybe more. Hmm. Than that? Yes. Well, you know that when you're in the dreamlands, you can uh, try to will yourself awake. Uh, in, in the meta of the game, it's a three-action uh, thing that you can try and roll a will save to try and wake yourself up. To ha- but to have someone else in the material plane try and pull you out of it, yeah, you can dig into that a little bit. Or, so- like, even they communicate with us somehow. Oh, interesting. It has been inconclusive so far, your research. 
Uh, is there a check I can do on Lang and Planar Travel to see if Ethel has ever encountered something like this before? Yeah, dude. What would that be? Yeah, dude. Um, There's no uh, knowledge planes anymore. Yeah, so roll whatever you want. <laughs> uh, Arcana. Or Arcana. Cult. Yeah, Arcana. Could I do warfare lore to see if I hear, you know, like, if I know any stories? Or... <laughs> sure. <laughs> Joe, why are you squashing my enjoyment no, of the game? Go for it. Uh, 20. No, you don't know any. <laughs> Let me try. 27. Oh, there's many wars in Leng. Many okay. great, great wars were fought over the inhabitants of Leng. Uh, right, Matthew knows several things about Leng was trying to find a way to work it into, this, into the story, but I'll just be quiet. It's, no, it's, it's a dark place. Uh, this is a place that is uh, uh, full of uh, horrible people that force others to work for them. Uh, it is full of night gaunts and Leng hounds and, and these uh, what should we call it? Great old ones or, or uh, big, like, big badass monsters like beholds and shit. Like it is a dark, dark horrible place. Um, so when people leave Leng to come back into cross into other planes like they may be uh, hired assassins out to get you or they may be trying to take you to force you into captivity. And also I know that Lang rubies are often used to power the engines that allow them to hop planes. Well, good for you. (laughs) But none of us know that. None of you know that, yes. Now you all know that. Right. (laughs) Troy, can Suki roll occultism to know more about Lang rubies? Sure. (laughs) You don't want us to win. (laughs) Uh... 27. They're red. Fuck. <laughs> Anybody else want to roll anything? Let's just move on, Let's move shall on. we? <laughs> Why don't you tell us? <laughs> no, they're Lang rubies. deepen our understanding of the lore. Right. No. I know. It's no, there's no point. Why Let's move back bother. to making dick they're, they're All right. Lang, Lang rubies are red gemstones. They're all identical in size and appearance, and they're uh, distinguishable from ordinary rubies, by their, the fact that they're completely uh, perfect. There's no imperfections, no inclusions. Um, they're mined on the plateau of Lang, uh, and they're used by the denizens of Lang. They travel the plains bartering Lang rubies for goods, for people, and for assistance in their inscrutable schemes. Doesn't it sound like I'm almost reading this from archives <laughs> of Nethys? <laughs> One would think that possession of these rubies is seen as suspicious and shameful by scholars who understand their origin, as the rubies mark the owner as someone willing to deal with enigmatic foes of light and life. Can I... I have a question. Yes. If I were to bring, a, say, a bag full of my real-life synthetic rubies that I have at home, could I trade those in for in-game boons? Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was good you asked. I mean, I have them. Yeah, you might as well make use of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is dirty business. And, and you also know that when someone, uh, when you kill a denizen of Lang, they just reform on the plateau of Lang. They're very hard oh. to kill. Yeah. So that denizen of Lang that you killed back in Thrushmore is probably still alive somewhere. Yikes. And mad. They're probably mad. They're mad because yeah. you kind of killed them. All right, so are we going to Lang? No. 
In the Dreamlands? Yes. <laughs> well, you do, after four or five days of research, find the passphrase that you need to say to arrive near this ship, you think. What is it? Uh... Open sesame. It is uh, ham on rye. Oh, wow. Wow. Days and days of research. (laughs) I never thought of putting ham on rye. Wow. This explains why so many people at delis unexpectedly burst into flames and disappear forever. (laughs) I'll take a ham on rye. Oh, God! My insides! Well, that's why you order cheese with it. That's right. So you can be right. like ham and Swiss and rye. <laughs> I barely avoided a horrible fate. <laughs> Little there did you go. know. It happened again. I'm kind of hungry now. <laughs> so you have the phrase, you know what needs to be done. Uh, do you want to just go? Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, well, let's, let's do it. it dude. Let's go. Wait, we're just going to go and leave our bodies even though we're concerned about... This let's, ghost ship? Let's talk to this guy. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go. Eris. What? It is a risk we must take. No, but it is a risk I've been taking without knowledge of it. And that's not fair. Yeah, but now you know. Yeah, now I know, and now it's a problem. <laughs> I think what Atticus is trying to say is that the people that would come and kill our bodies are the very people we're trying to go kill right now. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's a great so point. It makes so much more sense when you say it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go. Thank you. One moment. Before we leave, let's include Skywin in our information, yes? It would only behoove us to tell her so she can prepare for an attack. So you go up to the little halfling captain. She's like, what? What do you want? Are you going to do one of your weird dream things again? Yes. All right. Have fun. No. No, No, wait. (laughs) There's There's more. Oh, I was talking. We discovered... Oh, sorry. Sorry, you want to talk? No, I'll finish... Get out of here. I'll talk to you later. What? 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 What is it? We discovered that the next place we're going in the Dreamlands can also planar shift into the real world. Oh no! Yeah, it's bad. Shit. Yeah, shit. <laughs> shit. Shit is right. How can How can I help? Is there any way I can be of help? Well, um, if you see a red ship, red ship, yes, coming, red sails, red sails, uh, wake red us up. sails at night. Delight. Red ships of Spain, red ships. You guys don't know the song. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. Uh, Atticus, would you like to explain this better than me? If you see a ship with red sails suddenly on the horizon following us, yes, move with all haste, speed the ship along as fast as you can, and know that most likely we are already on that vessel. What? Which I know is hard to understand, but it is what's happening. This ship that we've heard tell of and caught wind of in the distance, if I see this ship again, I'm to assume that you're on it. I believe so. I don't... Hold Run on. as fast as you can. Move the ship with all speed. <laughs> if you are unable to outpace it, send someone to wake us. <sighs> I fully understand what to do. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Suki whispers to Ethel, I'm confused. Yeah. I thought I understood what was going on. Are we going to be on the ship? Wait, if it plane shifts, we could be on it, right? Yeah, well, do we, we just automatically What shift? happens if we see our own asleep bodies oh, in that yeah. world? Are we like... <laughs> <laughs> just like... 
I find that state of confusion is pretty uh, par for the course with this crowd. I don't. I just go along. They're just paying me. Yes, he's here for the paycheck, which will be ample when we get the remaining two gifts. Let's go. Let's go. Focus on the ritual. So you go down, (laughs) down to the ship once again, and you light some candles, put on some Barry White, and you enact the ritual. You pass this small staircase around, running your fingers over each tiny little step as you do your part of the ritual, and then you hand it to the next person, and when you do the staircase, it's a little larger, and it's handed again, and it keeps getting larger and larger and larger until it ends up in Aldo's hands as Aldo is leading the ritual once again, and Aldo then drops the stairs onto the floor, and as he does, the stairs become embedded in the floor of the ship, and you see this huge staircase descending down into nothingness. One by one, you begin going down the stairs yet again, as you've always done, and as always, within moments of descending, you turn and look behind you, and you no longer see your companions. You no longer see the ship or any part of the ship. But for the first time since doing these rituals... Something feels off. <laughs> Something weird. <laughs> Every other one, one felt yeah. so normal. <laughs> right. But this one feels particularly strange. In fact, as you plunge deeper into this interdimensional space, all of you start to feel very drowsy and disoriented, dizzy. Everything in front of you is blurry. You look down at the stairs beneath your feet, and it almost feels like they're ready to give way. Uh, you see cracks in the wood, and beyond the cracks, it looks like a, an empty void of space beneath your feet. And all at once, the stairs begin to crumble, and you feel like you're just falling and floating at the same time until <gasps> you wake up, and you're back on the floor of the hull of the ship. Aldo, knew it. <laughs> you turn and you see the tiny little staircase laying right by your outstretched hand. And all of you, as you start to sit up, are there together. What do you do? Are we in the dreamland? <laughs> Did it not work? Aldo, Did I it work? Know. I don't know. There's something strange about it this time. Everyone, look at your hands. <laughs> and then she smacks you in the face with your own yeah. hand. <laughs> if your hand is what bigger than your face, hold it up to you. We're in the dream. I'm just kidding. What, sh- um, what shade of polish is that? It's really nice. <laughs> she's referring to a thing, a real thing that you can do when you try to lucid dream, where you look at clocks. Uh, there's very specific things you can do, but if you look at your hands and touch them, your hands in the dream are like rubbery. Like they don't make sense. Oh, or you and that's have, how you know you're in a dream. Or you have too many fingers. It's like weird, but when you pay attention, you're like, something's not right. You know, like. Somebody in the crowd went. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they know. They've tried to lucid dream. It's hard. Wait. Yeah. You have and to that, keep a journal and stuff. And that's when you start having sex with everything. Yeah. Well, that's just you, Troy. No consequences. That's just it's Troy's zero. dreams. <laughs> I can, You're supposed to keep that in your journal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want to read that journal. But can, can Suki do... Um, 
a dream lore role while we're looking at our hands to fun. understand. That's fun. That's yeah. fun. Yes, to know if you're in a dream or not. You Red spent ships a long time Spain. there. <laughs> Natty 20 on my new... Oh! My new Norse foundry dice. Critical my track. new Critical wooden dice. What do my hands look like? They look like elf hands. What the fuck? <laughs> it looks you look, n- normal. You look at your hands, and you see beyond them the hull of the Selen Starling. You're on the boat that you were trying to do the dream ritual and just feel like you kind of lost time. You, you grasp at your hands, and they feel like they were holding something recently. But you don't remember oh, whoa. holding anything. Did we actually like have a whole episode and we uh, we weren't now we've we've forgotten it. What's the episode of Next Generation? Which yeah. one? The one where they like wake up and it's just like, oh, we all like lost consciousness and data's the only one who knows. It's like, cause and effect? Yeah. Oh, so good. It's like that. Right? Like Maybe. when you have a full dream but you don't remember it. Right. Yeah, like no time passed for them. Right. All hands been ship. We're back. No memory of how many people you had sex with. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Um, what? Should we? Let's let's go. Let's go, Bob. Should we, we see ourselves asleep? Or wait a minute. No, you see each other like you just woke up on the boat. I slap Atticus. Boom. <laughs> Are you awake? I don't know. Are you? He takes two I hit s- points of damage. You look awake. <laughs> slap me. <laughs> wait. Wait. What time is it? Maybe we should go up stairs. Yes. You said, you said, if we traveled into the dreamlands and ended up on that ship, we might come back on that oh. ship. What if the ship is here? Yes. Right. Okay, let's yes. check. Let's yes. go. Yes. Yes. I've got yes. my weapons. Yeah. Charge up to the top. Wait. Let me ride on your shoulders. Okay. <laughs> 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 Such an odd we go above decks. All right, let's go to the map. Oh. OJ Simpson will ground us. If he is here, we'll know it is no dream. If OJ, oh. if OJ Simpson is here, well, no, we're not dreaming. OJ Simpson is my totem. <laughs> um, all right, so are you on the map? No. Get on the fucking map. This must be just like a casual map. That... I'm always shocked how small this ship is. I know. Yep. <laughs> Remember when there was like 30 people on it? <laughs> um, oh, wow. Wait, but where? Look where, at Suki's pond. Where is it right there? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Suki. Oh, cool. oh. Thank you, Angeline. Yeah, thank you, Angeline. Thank you, Angeline. Uh, She's yes. not wet enough, but that's okay. <laughs> Your paws don't make the joke dry. Um, you should listen to the other episodes. She was she was swimming and she was wet, and there was a whole joke about it. You should. Why are you watching the show if you don't know what I'm talking about? Maybe uh, you can use this character's pawn for more than two episodes. Oh, I killed her. You come above deck, and it's daytime. It's a little dreary out. Um, maybe there's a light mist of rain as well. And you just... Yeah, you feel like you lost time. You did that ritual, and something didn't feel right. And yes, obviously you make the joke, like it never quite feels right, but it really felt like 
it was wrong. And you remember researching that things can happen when you fuck up the ritual. And so it's you start thinking to yourself, maybe we maybe we didn't do it correctly, but like critically failed it. You don't know. Because you failed the ritual before you said to try it again the next night. Maybe you critically failed. Maybe not. Maybe it was just a failure, but it felt very, very different. Atticus is going right to the captain. Captain! And he starts moving. You walk towards Skywind. To the rear of the ship. Yeah, and she's she's standing at the uh, at the rear of the ship, and uh, she's just staring off in the distance. Like, she doesn't even hear you approaching. She's just watching off in the distance. Captain! Step out of it. Sorry. Sorry. I just, uh... Just, uh, thought I... Thought I saw something out there. It's been my mind playing tricks on me. I've been... Standing here for... Well, I've lost track of time, but I keep... I keep feeling like I... I, I, I see something, and then I look, and it's gone. Something is... Something is not... Something's not right. Captain, where is the crew? Are they below decks? Are they asleep? The crew. I imagine they're, they're around here. Ethel, he calls back. Check below decks. See if the crew is asleep. All right. Barkja! <laughs> Take it! <laughs> oh, you want me to go? Okay, I'll check below decks. You, uh, you start looking around. If you can even peek in the other cabins. Uh, and you see Rebin and Gossa, the two older scholars. Uh, they're just kind of resting with their eyes closed in seated positions. And then um, there's uh, Emilio Daldemain and his three associates, and they're uh, just eating. Um, Anything but, weird happen for you guys in here? And they just look at you. I don't know. No, we're just uh, having a, having some fish. All right, I check everybody. I check everyone. They're, they're, they're all here, and you see Pedro Alacabam. Uh He comes up, and he uh, he's looking out into the water. I don't think you've talked to Pedro Alacabam yet, <laughs> but he's like the fish. They are jumping like crazy today. They are all over the place, but I'll be damned if I can catch them. Is my voice? Pedro Alakabam is French. <laughs> no, no, he's he's just got a gravelly, low voice. Oh. 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 oh, look at look at all those fish, but they're uncatchable. Pedro Alakabam, <laughs> Captain. My father was a magician. I don't know if we've ever spoken of that. What was his name? Steve Alakabam. <laughs> That was his stage name, ah, of course. What was his birth name? Magic Alakabam. <laughs> <laughs> I always found it strange that he changed. It <laughs> Magic seemed like a great Well, name perhaps he thought it was too on the nose, so he had to change yes. it. So on his tax returns, it said Alakabam. Magic. magic. Comma magic, yes. <laughs> Where's OJ? Where's Dinky? Where's OJ? They are, they are resting. We've been trying to catch fish all morning, but... As I said, they are uncatchable. Look. Pedro. Yes? How long have we been out? I'm sorry? We went to sleep. Yes, you went downstairs to do your 
your dark things. Right. And when was that? Well, it was last night. Did you not go and come back as you always do? What time of day is it now? Yeah, it's maybe like 11 in the morning. And we did this... At we did this last night, last like right okay. at midnight. We've, um, all, we've lost a day. We seem to have lost a day. Wait, this is more strange because... Did you fuck up the ritual? No, I did the same thing. Like, you saw the stairs get big and everything? Like, no, 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 no. Something went wrong because normally when we come back, no time has passed. Now too much time has passed. Far too much time. We were lost. And everyone's... Kind of being weird. They're acting a bit weird. Yeah, like Pedro. Who even is that? Yeah, Who's I don't even Pedro? remember him, honestly. I don't from remember before. him at all. No, Maybe he's, a, if you he's a good guy. He's been here. Do you remember him? Yeah. Oh, all right then. Okay. We had a whole conversation about Are it. Are you just saying that? Well, now or you've do you got me doubting him? myself. Well, no, yeah, I don't, <laughs> honestly don't remember a Pedro Alicabim. Oh, he was like here, I, I swear. I've been here the whole time. You just never took a moment to say hello, for I was but a lowly sailor. You were a rich You're not a fisherman. Pedro. (laughs) Pedro, on behalf of my uh, employers, I'd like to apologize. You're right. You were just a lowly sailor and they ignored you. (laughs) I'm used to being overlooked. Even my father overlooked me. Magic? Steve. Sorry. Steve, yes. (laughs) For I would not follow in his footsteps. For I wanted to be a fisherman. He would say, Why don't you make a fish disappear? And I said, Father! I don't want to do that. We never spoke again. <laughs> so, I understand. You want to say a little more glamorous. Yes. So you decided to it's a be a fish life for me. Can I do a perception check to where Skywin is looking? Yeah. She would, maybe, maybe we'll see something. Mm. Okay. Well, I also want to ask Skywin, um, what day is it? Wednesday. And is it that... Like in the date and everything is the next day. Yeah. So, okay. Day uh, sixty-three. Thirty perception. Thirty perception. Okay. So you look out in the direction of where Skywin is just kind of lost, staring out there, like she's scanning the horizon for something. Uh, you see a couple interesting things. Uh, you see that the waters of the river are unusually clear, and you've looked out there before. They've never been quite as clear as they are right now, and they're teeming with these iridescent fish. Now, there's not a lot of sunlight, but the light that is coming down is kind of gleaming, and it, it's almost beautiful. Um, the other thing you notice is along the shore, um, uh, like the, I'd say the far shore from where you are, you see these creatures. They're like these, it's like a herd of them. They're very flabby-looking, waddling quadrupeds. They almost look like elephants, and they're just lumbering around and you see them come up to the edge of the water to try and drink. Captain, that there, that creature, what is it? Have you seen it before? No. No, I haven't. On all your many journeys on this river, never before have you seen it? No, and I've been up and down this river many times, but there's all sorts of creatures here, especially as we get closer to the edge of the Verdurin forest. Can I do a nature check? Sure. (laughs) <laughs> Says the captain. Yeah, yeah. Captain, may I do? May I do a nature check? Permission to do a nature check, captain. Permission to nature check, check, sir. Granted. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. I'm a druid. Nature. <laughs> I'm really good at nature. You squint off in the distance to the far shore, and you recognize these creatures. They are creatures known as buopoths. 
Um, they look like elephants, but their trunks are much shorter and they have small ears. Um, they're, they're dangerous, but the, they kind of flee from most dangers, and you're not even near them. But they're natural. They're Well, that's the thing, is they're not native to this region. Mm. Are they native, perhaps, to the Plateau of Lang? Are you rolling a nature check? I think I think that. Suki thinks that in her head. Hmm, where are they native from? I wonder. I can roll, I can roll a nature check. I can roll a, an arcana check. I tell them the information and say, where could they possibly be from? I can roll an occult check. Natural one. Ooh. <laughs> Damn it. 30, 31 arcana Ooh. for Aldo. I also got a 31 arcana. Exactly. 31 nice. arcana. They're not necessarily from Lang, but you do remember reading in some of these books of Lowell's about these creatures being native to the dreamlands. Can I take a closer look at the fish? Yeah. You want to jump in the water? No, absolutely not. I'm <laughs> so Eris jumps afraid in the water. of it. Oh, that's right. So you're so you're she's going like up there. carefully going up to the edge of the boat and just kind of looking over because she sees like the sparkly, I guess, shiny fish. You know, and it's, it's like kind of weird, right? Yeah, and you're not actually as fearful as you've been in the past. Okay. Am I not frightened? One right now. All right. Wait. Here's a question for you. Do I feel fatigued? You're a little tired. But am I? Did I have night terrors? Fatigued, or am I just a little tired? No. In fact, you can't remember your dreams. I'm going to uncheck fatigue for my sheet. I'm going to uncheck frightened one. Guys are making some um, big leaps. Uh, <laughs> well, you said. But so listen, I have lore wilderness. Nobody likes a bracket. Specializing in like sailing. Mm. So like, can I use that with this fish and sailing and the fact that the water is like abnormally clear? Yeah. Give me, a, give me a, whatever that check is. <laughs> That you made up. Lore wilderness. Roll that made up skill for me. <laughs> Ooh, natural seventeen. That's a thirty. Ooh. Ooh. Unless, unless I'm not frightened, then it's a thirty-one. Let's just say you look at those fish, and they too are not native to the inner sea region. Something is not right here. What um. if we took the whole boat? With us. Yes, yes. yes. No, and Aldo's going around, he's grabbing everyone in turn. He's just like, that's what's happened! Somehow we've pulled the entire boat with us into the dreamlands! Oh no. And we are most likely being followed. Should we ask the captain to slow our progress? No. Slow down. Bring the ship closer. No, we should. Is there a way for us to be half? In the dreamland and half not? Oh, yes. In this particular dream, yes. I mean, it is not something that we have seen before, but our research suggests it is possible in this particular place. Perhaps we have brought them with us. Or perhaps these are merely reflections of their own unconscious minds in the dreamlands. Let us try slowing the boat, drawing the follower to us. Pedro Alakaban, standing nearby and listening, begins removing his shirt and says, The only way to be sure... As if we all have sex with each other. This is a dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely a dream. This is a dream. And that music comes on every time I have one of yeah, those dreams. Yeah, that's true. This that's all I know. See, you hear that music, you know it's a dream. It's a dream. Ethel starts removing his shirt and walks over to Pedro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's do this. All right. All right. For the, for the I guess of, we gotta do this. For the sake of science. <laughs> so you go, you go over to the captain and tell her to yeah, start. Yeah, we say, I, I'll say, Captain, this may seem rather strange, especially if you think you might have seen a, an aggressor following behind. But trust me on this. Slow our progress. Break the boat. Drop the ship. Drop the sails and let us see if they emerge from the mist. We may want to encounter this particular ship. And she's not even listening to you because as you're talking, she's raising her hand up and pointing off in the distance. And she says, There. There. Do you see it? And you look. And coming out of the fog a ship emerges. It's about a quarter mile behind you, and it does have red sails. (laughs) But as it approaches in the distance, you see that the sails aren't just painted red. They almost seem to be coated in blood. Blood Blood-drenched cloth. And there's a name on the side of the ship. A quarter mile away. Ethel is wearing glasses. <laughs> oh. Well, you look closely, and sure enough, it says Bloodwind. And at that moment, Skywind snaps her head back and howls. And as she howls, her clothing starts to fall away from her body, and then her skin starts to fall away from her body as well to reveal sick, pale, bluish skin beneath. And in a heartbeat, this feisty little halfling captain becomes this sleek, small, tiny, dark beast with claws, fangs, and bulging eyes. And she just, like, skitters up a little pole. Roll for initiative. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, Steve. Oh. All right, let's get her out of there and let's show you what you're fighting. A sloth. Oh, it is. is oh, this a sloth? I'm not fighting that. Is it? I'm not. Okay, oh. never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. It's still kind of smiling. Cute. Yep, that's a sloth, all right. It's smiling. It's smiling. We shouldn't be so judgmental of, like, the drool and the fangs and the red eyes. Maybe it's just evolved in such a way to hunt a very specific prey. Yeah, yeah. that it needs very sharp teeth for and, like, to be grimacing towards and maybe to be very strong. Maybe too. it needs a, an insect with a particularly uh, hard exoskeleton. Yeah, I think or, we're fine. Or us. Or us. Let's talk initiative. Aldo, what'd you get? Uh, 21 for Aldo. 21 for Aldo. Eris. 25. 25. Atticus. 14. Oh, brutal. Horrible roll. Suki. 26. 26 for Sukes. Ethel. 31. 31. Nice. Very good rolls. Very good rolls. Oh, no. Not as high as my roll. That is ridiculous. God, these things are insane. I just oh. want to ask about positioning here. Mm-hmm. Were we all talking to the captain? I think you were. I just wanted to see if you guys would uh, move yourselves up because I didn't want to do that. Um, I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> That's right. Ethel, st- I think you were up there, Ethel. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll stand uh, behind Atticus, who was doing most of the talking. Aldo was just chilling back there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. It is false Skywind's 
turn this awful-looking uh, little creature. <laughs> See, Does it bring the mizzenmast with it wherever it moves? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I didn't have time to edit that out. <laughs> That's what makes it all the more strange. It is a very scary, nightmarish creature. All right, it is going to uh, step back, and then it is going to unleash a 30-foot cone of awfulness. Oh, oh no. That will affect everyone but Aldo, oddly enough. Aldo? Yep, yeah, Aldo's way in the back. I think he's more than 30 feet away, right? I Sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I didn't measure it, but let me measure it. Oh, 40 feet. Yeah, 40 feet. Sure enough. Everybody give me a will save. This is going to be awesome. Wait, am I frightened? You are not frightened. Okay. You're not afraid. You don't have any of your mad afflictions. So you don't have cognitive dissonance either there, Atticus. But you do have a shitty will save. What did you roll, Suki? I rolled a 33. Ooh, that is a success. Thank God. God. We'll save Philly Joe for the end. Eris? 30. 30? Also a success. Ethel? 26. Ooh, that's a fail. Oh, no. What'd you get? 23. Also a fail. Okay, those of you who succeeded, for one round, you can't use reactions and must attempt another stay save at the start of your turn. Wait, for those of us that succeeded? Yeah, for one round, the creature can't use reactions and must attempt another save at the start of its turn. And if you fail on that save, you're slowed one as you sob uncontrollably. <laughs> this spell is crushing despair. Oh, oh no. no. Those of you who failed, it's as success, but the duration is one minute. Oh, so you can't use reactions for one minute. And at False. the start of your turn, you'll make another save. And if, so if we fail slow. one save over the next minute, we do that. We, we, we lose an action. We're slowed. Oh, that is unclear, but I will read further. That is its three actions. So I'm not slowed now. You're not slowed now. But you will be. It is you Ethel's turn. Be. Ethel, give me a save. Oh, I have to do it at the start of my turn? Yes. <laughs> okay. Gosh. Oh, no. no. 18. Oh, no. no. 20. Okay. Fail. Woo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's close. <laughs> and this is another one of those, like, how should I read this? But the way I'm reading it is, on a failure, you're slowed one for that turn as it sobs uncontrollably. The <laughs> so failure I is... Ethel. The failure. I think the duration of one minute for the failure only applies to the reactions, for, like for the whole combat, but I don't think you're uh, slowed one for the whole thing. So slowed one, no reactions. Slow one, no reactions. Okay. All right. Uh, so then Ethel has two actions to use, so he will... Uh, Move on up to the false captain and take one swing with his warhammer. It says. Uh, and in the, all the while, they're like, <laughs> I, I just want to love her. <laughs> <laughs> I want to love her and I want to love my children. Okay, uh, that is a 32 to hit. There you go. 32. Pretty good. Yeah. That is a hit. Take it All out right. on the spot. All right, dude. Get it. Uh, that will be 13 points of bludgeoning damage. Mm, what kind of weapon do you have? A warhammer. 
What kind, though? What else? Any properties? Plus one Warhammer. Plus one striking Warhammer with other things okay. on it. Okay, pretty good. Doesn't look like all that damage went through, sadly. Oh. You hate to see that. Really you hate to see that. So all of you. Yeah, watch. your defenses are up. I'm trying to be vulnerable. <laughs> Ethel's sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> he lands a glancing blow on this horrible creature. And now it is Suki's turn. Suki, you're just, you're the same boat, right? Give me a save. Yeah. Yeah. Natty 17. There you That's go. That's going to be a 22. Or no, a 32. 32. I like the 22 better. But yeah, no no more tears for you. Um, yeah. But you cannot use reaction. Okay. Uh, but I still get my three actions, correct? You do. Okay. Uh, so I am going to not move closer to it. Fuck that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to use two actions to go into my animal form. Oh. So I'm going to go... What kind in, of animal? I'm going to do an aerial thing like that. She goes like this. <laughs> and nothing happens because it takes a full round to like do it. So you're like, what is she doing? She Why did you do that? Yeah. Just wait. <laughs> Next gonna round. Awesome. It's going to be awesome. Next round's going to be so cool. Uh, and she is going to turn into a hawk. Oh. Ooh, bird of prey. Awesome. It's like okay. animorphs. Yeah. Slowly. Yes. That's what it is. Well, Throughout the round, very well, slowly, yeah, hopefully it's better she than turns that. into a hawk. Very cool. Okay. All right. So I will uh, get that pawn out there. And is that your turn? Yeah, that's my whole turn. Because you moved. And no, I didn't move, but I. it's two actions to do my form. But you have three actions. You still have an action left. Uh, First time playing? No, but I mean, I guess, you know what? I'll fire. Oh, Troy. Yes. Do I have that composite longbow from the game, the last episode, that I wasn't there for, but I assume <laughs> nobody threw it off the boat or anything, and it was right next to me when I woke up, and I was like, ooh, it's like Christmas. Somebody saved me a composite longbow, because I'm an elf. Let's just, before we go too far down, mm-hmm. uh, did you have it out? Yes, yes, because I equipped it on my character sheet, and I would have assumed... When they went upstairs, she would have prepared her weapon like a smart person. Sounds yeah. reasonable. That's a safe assumption. She's very While smart. talking to the captain, you were holding this loaded I don't trust you were threatening her with it. What day is it? Yeah, what day? Yeah, that's what I do. What day is this? And then at what point during the hawk transformation <laughs> do your hawk hands hold this crossbow? I can reverse it. She can fire the longbow and. <laughs> What a ridiculous I wasn't game. Playing. <laughs> you know I what? Was... It was better when you didn't know you had three actions. <laughs> We're moving on to Eris. <laughs> he asked if Ladies I want to do anything. He asked if I want to do anything. <laughs> and then he shuts it down. Whatever. Imagine a bird shooting an arrow. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should That's let it happen next time. That's the coolest thing I can picture. Yeah. You're not wrong. That would be cool. You know what? That would be really cool. Thank Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. They've drank, they've drank like four bottles of wine backstage. I know. Uh, we had to keep going. Just city wine to be like, we need more wine. They're getting yeah, angry. wine on tap here. We don't need food. Give us wine. Um, We're backstage. Kate's like, imagine a dog shooting a gun. And I'm like, imagine a bird firing an arrow. 
Eris, you're up. What do you do? What do um, you do? I feel like I'm still apprehensive about the Will-O-Wisp encounter, and I feel like I can't just willy-nilly use my magic without knowing more. Mm-hmm. I do want to start casting, well, cast Organ Sight, which is two actions. Um, so she, you see her kind of like with her hand out towards this sloth thing, kind of being like, I'm going to find where it's going to hurt the most in you, you weird little thing. Yeah, give it hell. Um, I hope. Um, so I have to roll. I have to oh, wait for the when I you cast think. a spell, I can attempt a recall knowledge check using medicine to spot a vital organ. Right. So I got to roll that. Yeah. Roll your medicine check. Medicine what is this thing check. called again? Um, organ sight. Organ sight. I got a plus Gross. nine. Ooh. Ooh. 16. So that's um, 25. Okay. Success. I see a vital nice. organ. Great. And I also, before I do anything else, I want to just like roll something to figure out more about this creature. Like, does it have any sh- strengths or weaknesses? Okay. All right. Now, here's the problem. Does this medicine check count as an action, or is it part of the spell? When I cast the spell, attempt a special recall knowledge check. It doesn't, like, specify. I think we had this conversation Special, already yeah. before. Because if it does, then you don't have an extra action because it yeah. costs two spells. I'm going to say just have it be part of the spell. So you want to roll. Uh, this guy agrees. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Now I'm suspect. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, all right, so go ahead and roll. Before you cast a spell, roll a knowledge to see if you know anything about this horrible, horrible creature. Um, can I just, like, choose what I want? I have knowledge in nature. Uh, or... Like, do I think a cult works? Yeah, because that's cult. what I'm best at. Natural seven. Oh, mm. Seven plus eight. Twenty-five. Okay. Pretty good. You know this is a creature known as a Neelith. 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 Um, they draw power from a latent dreaming connection to the dreamlands but they are actually native to the material plane uh, they have uh, I'll give you one ability that they have if they grab you they can squeeze and it affects your mind they like crush your mind because of their connection to the dreamlands they can like fuck with your dreams so to Suki, Atticus, Ethel, because they're all a bit closer. Like, be careful, don't get too close, don't let it grab you, it can affect your mind. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. You say to them, now cast your spell. What do I have to roll against organ sight? I don't think it's like I, I cast it because oh, it's, it's not... Oh, it's because the... Ne- yeah. All right, so the next time you deal piercing or slashing damage, yes. it deals extra. So you I'm basically... setting myself up. You found like a vital point to attack this horrible creature. Yes. I like that. Okay. Cool. Next up is... Aldo. All right, Aldo, he sees... He hears the commotion towards the aft part of the boat and sees like, Wait, I'm coming! And he is... Going to spend one action to get up to the little, whatever you call it, little building here in the middle of the boat. And uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, roll the save first. We, I think oh, we're forgetting right. I didn't about do the that either. You got to roll the save. Aldo doesn't have to, but Eris does. Why doesn't Aldo? He was out of oh, the range. I was out of the range. Oh, oh, nice. 
Natural 15. Will save. Yeah. 29. Okay, so you're not slowed. Awesome. <laughs> am, so I, awesome. Do I, am I, like, done with rolling stuff? Yeah, you're done. Take, awesome. a, take a break. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, for the will save wine. stuff. Get some more wine. Some more nog. Ugh, um, thank God. All right, so, Aldo, you move up. I move up. Action. And then he is going to spend an action, a second action, climbing up onto this cabin, onto the roof of it. Very cool. Uh, and then he is going to be uh, move over to the corner. With his final action, he is going to do his own arcana check against this thing to see if he knows anything further about it. Okay. Uh, that is a 27. Okay, good roll. Uh, again, uh, this thing can cast occult spells that, again, like probe the mind, can cause you to hallucinate. Um, but in terms of things that can help you, it has resistance mental 10 and physical 5, except silver cuts through. I see. Mm. Break out the silver if you have it, lads and ladies. <laughs> okay. Wait, so not the ladies with the silver? Is there something with that? No, I mean, sure? I just assumed, I don't know. <laughs> you okay. moved up, recalled knowledge, you have one action left. Uh, no, that was it. That was two actions to, to move up and then climb two, up oh, that's on right, top. The climbing, and... I forgot the climbing. Yeah. Atticus, take it home, buddy. Atticus is going to have an undoubtedly shitty turn. Yep. First, he's going to roll his save. Well, 27. Okay, you hit it exactly, so you're not uh, slow. Nice. Yeah. All right. So he is not slowed. No reactions for a minute, though. No reactions for a minute, but hearing Eris's warning, he is he is frightened. He doesn't want to get too close to this thing. So he's just going to... Yeah, he'll leave Ethel there. Uh, and I'm just going to do a magic missile. I'm just going to fire off a three-action nice. magic nice. missile. Nice. And just, like, attack the shit out of this thing. Uh, so that is... Uh, ten points of force damage. Okay. As these three magical missiles hit it. Very good. It is its turn at the top of round two. Who's nearest? Ethel. Let's get nasty. It goes to claw you, Ethel. We get neon green. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 Oh, no. Here we go. 30 to hit. Yeah. Awesome. Oof. Let me just gather some D10s for this oh, damage. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because it does D10s worth of damage. Oh, dear. And I rolled two tens. Oh, no. So 27 points of slashing damage. Oh, jeez. Wow. Second action, it grabs. And then third action... It tries to crush your mind! It automatically grabs with it? Uh, yes, grab is just an action now. With its uh, claw, it's allowed to do that. Don't ever correct me in front of the children. I asked, <laughs> Give me a will save. was asking questions. Give me a will save. <laughs> Let me just add the grabbed condition. Joe, just can you look one thing up for me real quick? I'm on it. <laughs> grab that nog while you're back there. I left it on the piano. Okay. Will Talk save? Stuff. What? Will save? Yes, will save. William um, save. 21. Yikes. Uh, You're lucky that wasn't a critical failure. However, you will take 66 
more damage. Oh, mental damage as it crushes your mind. Wait, wait, oh. did you say six d six? I sure did. Sixty six. Sixty six. Yeah, six. <laughs> sixty. It, maybe it'll be sixty six. We'll see what happens. All right. Eleven. Seventeen points more damage. So that's a total of forty four points of damage. Oh, he says between sobs. Crush. (laughs) 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 It hurts my mind like it hurts my heart. (laughs) Well, the good news is now it's your turn, Ethel. Am I still grabbed? Uh, Yes. Okay. Should I? Can I try to break free? Yeah, I gotta look this (laughs) up. We haven't done a lot of grabbing in Pathfinder, so. All right, well, first let me roll my I think my it's save. like an athletics check against my fortitude DC or some shit like that. Wait, <laughs> do right. we have to keep doing the saves, or I thought once you did the second one, you were good? I'm talking to Matthew right now. <laughs> I'll deal with you in a second. What did you say? <laughs> do, I, do I have to roll my save for the crushing despair? Uh, no, that was just the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Go to her. Go to her. Have a little wine. There you go. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. Uh, Escape. All right, so this is how it works. I'm seeing right here. You're you're flat-footed and immobilized, which you should have if you have the grab condition on. If you attempt to manipulate action while grabbed, you must have succeeded a DC-5 flat check or it's lost. So attacking, I believe, has a manipulate trait. I'm not sure. You have to look. Um, So you roll the check after spending the action, but before any effects are applied. DC-5 flat check. DC-5 flat check. All right. I'm going to stay grappled with it. Okay. All right, uh, and I am going to do a double strike, a double slice. Double slice. Um, okay. Uh, green is the Warhammer. Okay. 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 Uh, Warhammer is going to be a 20, uh, 34 to hit. Okay. Uh, the uh, hatchet is going to be a 22 to hit. Okay, now is that one action or is that two actions? That's two actions. All right, so you've got to go flat, flat check, check for flat each check. of those. Yeah. DC 5 should be easy. Oh. <laughs> Come on! Oh, I, the, no, the, the Warhammer, which is the one that was probably going to hit, I got a sixteen, and the other one I got an, a four. All right, so that's a hit with the Warhammer. All right. Uh, I wanna be. That is going to be. I oh, again, 13, 13 points of bludgeoning damage. Thirteen points. Yep. How about eight? Eight okay. points of bludgeoning damage. Sure. Um, and then since I've got an action, you sure uh, do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to escape. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to page 470 of the core rulebook and use the escape action. Mmm, fun. You attempt to escape from being grabbed and mobile, et cetera, et cetera. Choose one creature. Uh, attempt to check using your unarmed attack modifier against the DC of the effect. This is typically the athletics DC of the creature grabbing you, the thievery DC of the creature who tied you up, it's, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, great. So against You can attempt an acrobatics or athletics check instead of using your attack modifier if you choose, but this action still has the attack trait. Okay. So this is your final action. Uh, it's going to be against DC 25. All right. I'm going to use my athletics. I'm going to use athletics. He's going to try to muscle his way out of here. If it's your third it. attack, does it... Oh, no. Well, I guess it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I rolled a natural two. Okay. Oh! Ooh. You don't even... You grabbed even Wait, harder. Did I critically fail? Uh, That's going to be a, a 20. Yes. I cannot oh. attempt uh, because I critically failed. I don't get free, and you can't esca- attempt to escape until your next turn. Well, that's fine. Oh, that's okay. fine. All right. Well, well, I hit it a little bit. A little bit. Not as good as the 44 points of damage I did to you. No, I did. That was not as good. Suki, 
You're now a hawk, as yeah. indicated by your pawn. Yeah. I could tell when you changed me into a soldier. <laughs> Fly, hawk. Yeah, that's just how I imagined it in my mind. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I well, called you hockey. After I saw, thank you. Uh, after she saw Ethel take brutal damage by close combat, she immediately is like, I should not have turned into a fucking bird. This was a terrible idea. Uh, so she's gonna... She already used it to turn into hockey, so she's gonna fly up uh, five feet to the weird sloth, and she is going to attack with her beak in a melee attack. Melee beak attack. Melee beak attack. What else... What? What else? Just a beak attack? Do you have more stuff after that? I could, wow. I, I could do two. Yeah, let her finish Just, first. Have you ever been attacked by a hawk? <laughs> yeah. Just a beak attack? As a matter of fact, I have. I could do two two beak attacks. Okay. All right, start with the first beak attack. Okay. So do you want to flank? Uh, I could flank. I'm flying. You're flying. So yeah. I can. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right, so you're going to move. Yes. First action to get flying. flanking with the Neelith. And Ethel, and then beak attack. Beak attack. All right. That's going to be my attack modifier. Sorry, new stuff, animals. That's going to be 27. That's a miss. Plus flanking? Wait, hold on. No, sorry. I keep fucking this up. It's a 37. That's very different. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Let me do my math. No, it's a 27. Did you give yourself a calculator in your No. <laughs> so flat-footed, it's still... It's, he's flat-footed. If it's 27? Yes. Flat-footed, still a miss. Okay. So False. I'm going to attack again with Jeez. the beak. Yeah, yeah, you'll definitely hit this time. Yes. <laughs> Is your beak agile? And I'm going to roll this... Tie. Oh, there oh. you go. <laughs> it's going to take you 45 minutes to read that die. <laughs> Eric from North Boundary gave me this for that exact purpose. He was yeah, like, North Boundary. Just make hey. up the numbers. Where's Eric? They're Where's here, Eric? aren't they? Where is he? I don't get to see shit. Oh, Drew, and, Drew and Eric, are you here? There yeah, they are. Oh, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> Norse Foundry in the house. And that's, I rolled a teeny tiny natural two for an <laughs> 18. Oh, no. Does that one hit? No, in fact, it critically fails. <laughs> Wait, oh no. How about a natural fumble? It wasn't a one, so don't worry about it. It was a two. It was not a one. You should just be embarrassed. Yeah, she, uh, <laughs> she again, thinks, like, it was really stupid to be a fucking bird. I should not have done that. Hey, but we get the flanking now. Yeah. But yeah, so. I'm Good for you guys. Out. Good. I'm Fly. glad you guys are happy with your failures. Um, Eris, it's your turn. You've located a vital organ in which to strike. What is the organ? The pancreas. Ooh. Ooh, nice. So vital. Yes, and Anilith has two oh, no. pancreas. Oh. Little known um, fact. Are there, like, silver objects of one bulk or less, like, around that I can just kind of... No. No? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Skywind, you remember having a conversation with her. She says, I don't want any silver on this boat! <laughs> she threw all the silver. <laughs> it's one of the rules. No silver. What Do was you... the one we learned last show? No rubies. No rubies. No, silver no, rubies. no runes. No, runes, no, no crossbows. Runes. No silver. <laughs> Snap. Well... I still want to. I still want to hurl a loose, unattended object within my range of one book or less at the target. Okay. So I make a spell attack against the target. Okay. Is it a sharp object that is going to do slashing or piercing damage? So do you get your bonus, or is it a dull object? Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to do. 
What do I need? I'm pretty you sure it's piercing slashing or, or slashing. Piercing. Yeah, yeah, it's going to do whatever the object is, either slashing or piercing. That's what I'm looking for. Like okay. a really sharp piece of wood. I don't know. It's a bronze knife. <laughs> a bronze <laughs> knife. All right, that's fine. All right. <laughs> Natural eight, so eight. 24. No, no. Uh, no, this little tiny son of a bitch is tricky to hit. All right. That was your that's first action. Fine. Well, that's actually two actions casting oh. telekinetic, telekinetic projectile. Thank you for being honest. Um, it's, my, um, it's my fault. The bronze knife <laughs> flies at hockey. Um, I guess I'll cast one magic missile. Okay. How exciting. How much damage is that one magic missile? Is it really important to neg us on this Christmas show? <laughs> you know what? I know. It could get down to where it's like 1d4 difference of life and death for this weird slot. That's sloth. true. That's true. All right, so 1d4 And also, I have a talisman against your bullshit tonight. Oh, that's true. We all got it. Given them. to me by that's Tyler. True. That's so, true. Big thank you to Tyler of the Nation. Who made us protective Thank talismans? You. Thanks, Tyler. This is assuming that Troy is an old, uh, an old one. Right. <laughs> the joke's on you. I was in cahoots with Tyler. It's <laughs> making your rules weak. Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> all right. So, so let's out. three force damage. Three force damage. Well, nice. That all goes through, which is good. Um, so she tries to throw a bronze knife at the thing, and it goes into the sea, and then she the does sea. a. Burst of light that hits it for three three damage. Stunning. It is Aldo's turn. Aldo, you've moved up the boat here. You've uh, studied this creature. You're now climbed on top of the aft castle here. What do you do? Uh, yeah, Aldo is, he like runs up and like kind of staggers backwards as he gets to the edge of the roof and he uh, like sees this thing and it's just like, all right, I hope you're ready to fucking die, you prick. And he throws a bottle of lightning at the creature. Okay. Uh, that is a 31 to hit. That'll hit. Yes. Yes, Aldo. Right, okay. So that is 11 points of electricity damage. Okay. And uh, it is flat-footed until the beginning of my next turn against any and all attacks. Flat-footed. Okay, great. Nice. Uh, double, I'm going to throw a... Now I'm going to throw a uh, acid flask at it. Uh, that is a... It's a 24 to hit. 24 misses. All right. That's still four points of acid damage. Okay. And then I'm going to throw a third. Ooh. Uh, another miss, but another four points of acid damage. See, that's what's nice is even on the miss, you get that four, so you were able to do an extra eight damage there. Let's finish out the round with Atticus. Atticus. Alright, first a save. Uh, Nailed it. Crushed it. 32. Okay. You only had to do it the first time, so you're fine. Oh, and then it's your save? (laughs) Yeah, your save. So you can... You just can't take reactions now for a minute, but you're not slowed. Okay. I I disagree. (laughs) That's says, how I read it, but... It says, as success, which means at the start of your turn, you must make a save, and it's for a minute. I hear you. Anyway, uh, he is one, going For to... one round. Yeah, I, I ruled yeah. it as one round. That's Makes one. sense. All right, so he... Can I stand on this John Jamski? <laughs> uh, but can I, like... Whoa, you're tiny. You're I believe tiny. the word on the, for on the... On the gunnel? 
Thank you. On the gunnel? Because you got the word right, yes. All right, uh, you're tiny. I, wouldn't, I think someone as beefy as Ethel couldn't, but you, you could. Uh, I'm very nimble. He's going to stand up on the edge of the ship, eye this thing down, and it is grabbing Ethel, right? So it's kind of like it's a tight shot. But from this angle, risking uh, his imbalance on the edge of the boat, I think he's got the line that he needs, and he will cast enervation on the creature. And this line of purely negative energy tears through the body of the creature. It is the very energy of death that touches it. Wow. How strong is it against death? Well, what kind of save do I roll? Fortitude. Let's find out. Save. Let's find out. Natural two. Yes! That might Billy be a critical Joe. fail. It. It's going to be a 17 total. Oh. One point away from oh. a critical fail. Oh, okay. Our but Billy a failure Joe. is good enough. You are drained one. Oh, oh nice. nice. As your very life force, even though it's sort of dreamy, it's still drawn out of you. You lose your your level times one in hit points. Wow. Your max hit points go down by your level times one. Mm-hmm. You also take a penalty equal to your drain value to any, you know, John checks. And then... Fortitude saves. I'll look it up. I got it right here in front of me. Yeah, all right. So that's going to be a nice, chunky hit point loss. Yep. And then you'll take 48 persistent damage. Oh! 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 Kind of buried the lead there. Yikes! (laughs) Yeah! Ten turns later, someone does something. <laughs> so this creature is, is being eaten away by death itself every oh, round. If it, and it can make a flat check to get rid of that. But Okay. A flat check, just for those that don't know, means a random roll that's a long shot. And you can just have it not hurt you. But it's, it's, it's hard. It's a yeah. hard roll to make. What's the DC of the flat check? Uh, it's like any flat check. For persistence, I think it's 15. Think 15, it's yeah, that's hard. 15 flat check. That's yeah. hard to do. All right. Uh, very good persistence. 20% chance, right? Or 25%? 25. Uh, 20, yeah. 25. All right, well, it's top of round three, and it is false Skywind's turn. Uh, releases the grab there. Um, oh. Because it's going to just try and do it all over again, I think. Actually, no. Let's well, wait, wait, wait. If it's its turn... It starts by taking 4d8. Wait, doesn't the damage yeah. come at the end of the I turn? I think it's at the end of the yeah. turn. I thought the damage was at the start and the save is at the end. Is it the end? All right. It's at the end. Stop. Oh, yeah, up. because you can take some sort of extra action. Stop just yeah. interrupting yeah. I think show. so, yeah. Right. Ruining this. <laughs> Have a beef stick. <laughs> he loves them. Uh, all right. Doop, 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 end of each turn. End of each turn, yes. Page 621 of the Thank core you. rule book. I love your citations. Thank you. It's going to slide <laughs> out of flanking. And then it is going to cast something on either Eris or Hockey. One, two, three. Hockey. Four, five, six. Eris. Hockey. No. Oh, no. <laughs> hockey, No. no. <laughs> Give me a will save. Oh, no. Will. What the fuck is my will as a bird? Um, 
Is it just my normal will? Is that stay the, the same? same. I think that stays same. the same. My other abilities are different. Okay. Yeah, why would you think birds don't have will? Birds have a lot of willpower. Yeah. Everyone knew. I mean, they just put them in cages. The... Yeah. <laughs> but they have a lot of willpower. I'm like a bird. I want to fly away. Yeah. Sounds pretty willful to me. Yeah. Mind you, Sydney spent all of lunch. All of lunch. Telling us how she was going to cage chickens. No. <laughs> no. She's going to no. cage Not chickens in Brooklyn. Not like even Like fancy show chickens. Are no. those chickens going to have free will? You are making me sound like a monster. <laughs> I she said, literally said she was picking a specific breed of chicken because it didn't fight back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's, that's, I, simply, I didn't think of it that way, but I that's very true. That's exactly. She, she said that between slurps of her chicken stock. <laughs> you had a chicken soup. <laughs> I'm not raising the chickens to eat the chickens. It's not about that. No, just to eat their young. No, I just, I just, yeah, just to gather their young together and fry it up. You're just eating their, <laughs> eating their, just eating their potential. Eat their children in front of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you all do you all eat chicken? Yes. Yeah. No. Do you eat it, Matthew? Not you. <laughs> no, do you eat eggs? Yes. Yeah. No, I don't eat eggs. I don't eat eggs. All right, not you either. Okay. I just thought. Picture this. You wake up. Here we go. You picture. You wake up. You walk outside. There's my two chickens who I love and care for. What are their names? Pepsi and Bug. Pepsi. And I give them my scraps, and they love me, and I love them, and we live a simple life in Brooklyn, New York. And oh, what's this? Two fresh eggs. Thank you, Pepsi. Or children. Yep. Two fresh children. Not if they're No, hens. there's no rooster. They're not fertile. Thank you. They're unfertile. Somebody knows their farm animal facts. They're not fertilized and they can never turn into babies. What if bug turns out to be a rooster? Can you... I rolled. <laughs> can you roll this will save? I guess the important thing is your roll. I your rolled will save. a 29. Success. Yeah, I know. Yes! Yes! However... The spell was confusion. I feel oh. confused. So on uh, success, you babble incoherently. And that was that. St- yes, the that was that Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, she just started going on chickens. and on about chickens, chickens. in Brooklyn. Chickens. chickens in my backyard in Brooklyn. <laughs> I could have them. Chickens. I'm on the boat. Suki's like, I-, I thought perhaps eggs in the morning. So you're also in hawk form babbling. Oh, incoherently. right. So I'm going, <laughs> Uh, so you babble incoherently and you're stunned one. Ah. Which hey. is uh, nasty. Look up stunned. Yeah, I'm adding it now. Just lose an action, right? One action? I think that's slowed, right? You become No, stunned. you lose an action. You do, okay. Yeah. I think you get it back. Like yeah. <laughs> After you lose it, you recover. I think. Uh, each round. time, to do, do, do how many total actions? Yeah, you can read it. Um, yeah. That's its turn because it moved to get into position to confuse you. And now... It is Ethel's turn. All right, Ethel's going to step up. Uh, uh, because you moved, that actually was that actually is uh, really annoying. Okay, um, no longer grab, no flat checks required. But I am going to do a double slice. Double slice. Green is yes. the green is the warhammer. Oh. oh. Okay, I rolled. Uh, I'm going to use. Uh, uh, no, I'm not going to use my, my my bottle cap at this round. All right, I miss. Uh, I roll a natural one with the hatchet. But the Warhammer is a natural 19, so that's going to be a 38 to hit. Okay, the 38 to hit. Give me that damage, and then let's resolve this Fumboni. Okay, uh, that's going to be a, uh, a measly 11 points of damage. 
Okay. Six points of damage. And now, Joe, give me a fumble. The marchers will rumble, the dead they will tumble, and the fumble! Oh! Before you do that, give me my precision damage. Uh, for precision? The, for precision uh, damage. 15. It was 15. 15 uh, precision damage? 15 <laughs> negative energy damage. Okay. Persistent. That's what I meant to Persistent. say. The very then, damage of death. And then a flat check to see if I get out of it. DC 15. 19. Oh, come on. Was there ever any doubt in your mind? Oh, that sucks. You were persistent damage. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right. Matthew's fumble is going to come from Randall in Philadelphia. Randall? Is Randall, Randall here? Randall? Oh, my God. Oh, hey. Randall. Randall. Yeah, it's what? definitely him. I don't like this title, and you're not going to like this title either. Joe's Fitness. Oh, oh no. <laughs> is that you, Randall? Yeah. yeah. Suddenly, your weapon feels so heavy. Your lungs start to burn with each breath, and you are sweating profusely. Drop your weapon. Oh, oh. And, and roll a fortitude, John. Oh. Did it say John? It, it, it didn't. Oh. I added it for flair. All right, so natural the, 20 on the oh! fortitude, John. No additional John. Nice. Um, okay, yeah, I do drop the hatchet. The hatchet, yes. You bury the hatchet. Because you're crying so much. Oh, um, yeah, I'm still... Oh, no, am I still crying? Uh, no, you're no longer sobbing under control. Oh, okay, okay. But your cheeks are wet with tears. <laughs> it's uh, pretty much a natural state for Ethel. Was that your final action, <laughs> or do you have another one? No, I moved and moved and double-sliced. Hockey. Hockey. You're confused. You're yeah. stunned one. All right, so Suki is going to fly past Ethel uh, on top of the little building on the boat. Uh, and she's going to dispel hockey and end her wild shape because it doesn't make any sense and I'm not doing enough damage. See you, hockey. Bye, hockey. And uh, that's all I can do because I'm stunned. Okay. Let's put... Uh... So, all of a sudden, Suki is back in her white flowing dress on top of it looking very confused. Sweet. Where am I? Suki and hockey is gonzi. Uh, is that your whole turn? Yes, I only have two actions. How sad. It is now Eris's turn. Eris. So. What are you thinking? The res- so. <laughs> so. The result of my organ sight like, doesn't go away after the first time I cast it. It lasts for a minute, so I'm going to try to do telekinetic projectile again. Okay. Woo! Woohoo! Cool. Love, love a cantrip. Mother... 18. Flat-footed. Still missed by a mile. Uh, about how much? <laughs> by a mile. Oh, by a it mile. It is a oh, okay. fumble, but don't worry about it. Cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> this is going great. <laughs> I'm We're no worried. closer to getting our tricorn. My God. I, I know. Get... We, need that. we need that hat. Yeah, there's a lot. Shit. There's a lot going on here. I know. I'm going to cast Needle of Vengeance. What's it called? Needle of Vengeance. It's my focus spell, and it only costs one action that I have left. 
Needle um, of vengeance. You need to do a saving throw, basic will save. Basic will save, okay. You basic. You basic. He said to the will save. 33. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Movie, um, Kate. Don't mess with me on Christmas. I'm pretty sure, like, nothing happens if you are good with that. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't, yeah. What's the spell? Um, needle of Vengeance. Oh, Needle of Vengeance, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah, on a regular old success. Yeah, nothing happens. Cool, cool, cool. You just see Eris, like, waving her fucking hands around, and <laughs> nothing is happening. <laughs> <laughs> There's like people yeah. turning into birds and just people waving and <laughs> babbling incoherently. A witch <laughs> who should be powerful just going, oh God. It is Aldo's turn. You oh, guys Aldo. have got this thing on the ropes, but. Okay, Aldo, I, I think, unfortunately, he's going to have to spend an action stepping over to the other edge, the northern edge of this building. And uh, he's going to try, he's going to throw another bottle of lightning buffle. Let's get that natural 20. We're due. Uh, that is a... Uh, Shit. A thir- 31. 31 is a hit. Yes, right. Good. Bottle of lightning. All right, that's eight points of electricity damage. Cool. Again, flat-footed until the beginning of my next turn. Also cool. Second final action in this round. For me, I'm going to throw another uh, acid flask. Okay. Fuck, miss again. Uh, that is, but it's still going to be another four points of acid damage on top of the other. Got yeah. it. That's it. That's it. Yep. Atticus, round out round three for us. Atticus is going to slowly look to his left. Is the ship still visible? Oh yeah. Every round that's gone by it's in getting this closer. combat, it's getting closer and closer and closer. In fact, it's moving unnaturally fast toward you, and you see several figures aboard the Bloodwind. We are about to be attacked. Perhaps boarded. He looks back at the creature. But you will not live to see it. Yeah. You know you're going to die. Stop now. Save your own life. Perhaps we can help you. Who are you? What is your name? Death. Mm-mm. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> he fires a magic missile. <laughs> uh, all right, three action, John. Magic missiles. Shoot! Three shots. God, rolling like. Hot garbage. <laughs> it's a total of a nine. Oh, oh no. So gross. Oh, come on. God damn it. <laughs> nine points of damage to end round three. And we go into round four. And yet again, that boat gets closer and closer. It's almost as if round by round, it's getting closer. And you're going to have less time to prep for whatever. Yeah, so that's what boat. he was kind of like. Warning everybody is like, we have a fight coming. <laughs> Save your spells. Save your spells. Is that what you say? River Save fight. Your spell shots. There's a river fight coming. River fight coming. River Our fight coming. Classic river fight. <laughs> he says, he yells, Save your spell slots. 
very clearly. <laughs> they probably have in-universe terminology for stuff like that. Yeah, they it's probably spell slots. Probably yeah. energy. Yeah. yeah, save energy. your energy. Save your energy. Well, what? Can, oh, should we take a nap? Ethel, no, you know, Ethel, look with spells. Don't fight. Got Ethel. it. What's the point anyway? <laughs> Ethel's like, okay. He held back. No, he doesn't do anything. I'm just kidding. Just, just, just kill it. Use everything. It goes to claw Ethel. Oh boy. Thirty-six. It's a hit, brother. Regular hit. Regular old hit, huh? How about 2d10 plus 7? That is going to be 19 points of piercing damage. Second action, grab. Third action, mind crush. Give me a will save. This is bad. I believe in you. Uh, Almost a natural one, but it bounced to be a natural 13 for a 27. Fail. Oh, Oh, my God. 66 mental damage. Oh. 16 points of damage. Damn, dude. As it just... <laughs> on a critical failure, you're also affected by Feeble Mind, which oh would have gosh. been real fun. Wow. Uh, Ethel's in rough shape. Isn't that what got Calabras? Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So it has now done this twice to Ethel, and Ethel is knocking on death's door as the blood wind moves ever closer, and it's Ethel's Fall turn. back! Fall back! You're grabbed. It's just like squeezing your mind, and you're seeing your memories of your wife and your children, and it's almost as if they're being pulled away from your brain, like oh. it's eating your memories and your dreams. And being replaced with memories of paperwork. <laughs> Endless packets of paperwork certifying my divorce in the eyes of the court. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ethel is not going to back away. He's instead going to spend an action to draw the plus two short sword. Oh, oh right. Provokes, right? Interact action. Yeah, but it doesn't have a reaction. It doesn't have a... Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, double slice. Uh, Wait, the, is that a, that's a manipulate action to draw, right? Is it manipulate or interact? Manipulate? Uh, that guy said, yeah. So give me a DC5 flat check. <laughs> oh, right, because I'm grappled. I always trust that guy. Five. Ooh. Wow. You barely get it out. Barely wow. skating by. Okay. Wow. Double slice. The green is the warhammer, just so I remember. Okay. And the other one's on the ground, right? Oh, you pulled out a new weapon. I pulled, yeah, out, pulled out a new out. weapon. Right. Um, I'm going to use my bottle cap. Oh. Come on, Matthew. Joe and Sydney do not have one. I'm going to use the bottle cap on the, uh, the plus two short sword. So mean. It's not Christmassy. Oh, my God. Oh, Matthew! I rolled a natural ten, and I was like, I don't think that's going to hit. You've I been rolled... ice cold since, like, six I need new dice. <laughs> I need yeah, new for, dice. For, like, six months. It's insane. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I always already have. All right, uh, that's a 30 on the warhammer. We'll take that, it on the warhammer. That'll hit. Big Warhammer fan there in the third row. Uh, <laughs> nine points of damage. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Twelve points of damage. <laughs> Seven points of damage. <laughs> the fifteen crash. Ten commandments. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, you're on fire tonight, dude. Fifteen. <laughs> ten. Ten commandments. Even though you can't roll your way out of a paper bag, you're very funny. Uh, um, thanks. Thanks. It is uh, Suki's turn. Do you want to waste another couple rounds being a hawk? 
my first idea was to fly to the other ship, but I was like, it's so far away. And then as soon as I fucking came out of bird form, you're like, boy, is that ship close. So, my bad. Uh, but Cheddar cheese popcorn. You're opening up your stocking. Because uh-huh, you're here. <laughs> oh, wow. A oh, cute God, little Cthulhu. He's just, like, taking the liberty to, like, peek oh. early. Oh, Sydney. Oh. And he took my bottle cap away, and yeah. this is what I do for him. Yeah. Oh, there's meat in mine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a little is bead in his stocking. Oh, she gave me coal. <laughs> she put coal in my stocking. Oh, caramel. John, yes. <laughs> Some more popcorn. And are these shooters? Is this a beholder? Yeah. Is this well, a beholder? Well, no, you got to mix them. They're alcohol. They're mixers. Fuck you got to mix them. Don't shoot, shoot it. I think it's, it's like just juice. like five-hour energies with alcohol. <laughs> Wait, Sid, is this a beholder? Yes. Oh, cool. Cute. And a oh, weeder warmer. Awesome. Wow. Wow. It's about the right size. I hope you guys are. I got a dragon with a hat. Yes. I hope you guys are being entertained by us at opening our presents. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. This okay. is a very interesting situation. And I got coal candy. Oh. All right. Suki. Said this was so nice of you. Thank Thank you. You're welcome. Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you. Uh, Suki reaches out both hands and casts hydraulic torrent. And she is going to raise a huge beam of water behind the creature, waterbender style. And then she's going to twist it around and shoot a beam of water at this fucking sloth to try to knock it off the ship. Yeah. Make a fortitude save, Troy. What's in your mouth? Are you snacking on air? I'm eating coal. I'm eating coal. (laughs) Fortitude save, huh? Yeah, fortitude save. What's the total, dude? That's a 17. Oh, yeah, you failed. Uh, Did he critically fail? Well, no, because the critical would have to be, because mine's a 25. Yeah. So, yeah. But still, uh, 8d6 bludgeoning damage. Wow. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Holy Get ready for 10 minutes. While Sydney adds up 8d6. <laughs> Someone roll it online. Simple math fingers. is hard, okay? Oh, my God. In front of an audience. 21 points of blood. Nice. Nice, nice, dude. That was a good one. Nice. Still. <laughs> we got it. Still up. <laughs> the creature is still up. Yeah, it, I know. Is blasted. it lying? What? Oh, wait, sorry. No, you're not. Because you failed... You are pushed back five feet whoop, off the boat. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye, sloth. <laughs> Have fun in the water. I bet that thing can't swim. <laughs> it had two hit points left. <laughs> As it goes into the water, it hits its head on the side of the boat. And dies. Yeah. Dude, that is amazing. Uh, Ethel is uh, bleeding profusely out of his eyes, ears, and other places where he's been clawed. And he's crying. And he's, no, he's crying. I've stopped crying. Oh, he's not crying. Good. I'm going to keep you in initiative order here because everything oh, is shit. on a clock as this thing is approaching. Oh, no, that's bad news. Um, so this is a time. I'm going to just let you know this is a time to heal, a time to buff, a time to give. Kind of time to laugh. <laughs> uh, Eris, 
It is your turn. It's a time for love. Um, for everything, there is a season. <laughs> I guess I see Ethel struggling a bit. Get that on your board, Skid. I, I, I wish I had it. Oh, wait. Now. Hold on. Hold on, though. So that was two actions for that. Can I also third action, uh, one action, reach out and touch Ethel from where I'm at? Can I just reach down from the... It's, fu- it's Stop fu- being ridiculous. Why? Ethel You're is next to me. crouch down and reach to touch Ethel? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Muss's hair? Yeah. I just slap him on the head. Yeah, okay. smack him. I just uh, want to say for the record, Ethel has great hair. <laughs> you, know, you know what? <laughs> Ethel sounds very handsome. Yes, I think Suki yeah. notices. And that usually includes great hair. Yeah, it's true. Suki, uh, she notices. As, she, as soon as she touches the hair, she's like, oh. Look at this beefcake. Oh! Look at oh. that beefcake. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> and you take... Seven points of healing. Take it. Take that seven. Ethel falls. No. <laughs> seven, thank you. Yeah. Seven points of healing. All right, now it's Eris's turn. I love how it's like Suki and Eris, we just like go to Ethel's need. Um, I'm going to go to Ethel and try to soothe him. Oh. Being like, oh, Ethel's going to be okay. You didn't see your divorce papers <laughs> happening again in front of your eyes. I can't hear my children's <laughs> laughter. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm targeting your mind and boosting your mental defenses to heal your wounds. So hopefully that boosting your mental defenses like helps with all of that going on. Um, so okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, all of that baggage. D ten. They rolled a two. Um, you get six points of healing. Six. Points I'm not doing a good job because I don't healing. relate to um, what you're going also, through. Also, Kate, do you have to move up to him? Is that a touch? Thirty thing? foot range, Joe. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, he's also not in line of sight. But do you want to move up to him? Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm just double checking. All right, you slide up. Since when were you Mr. Rules? <laughs> Since he was born. <laughs> um, all right, so you move up, you do a little healing. Aldo, what would you like to do? Aldo is going to move over to Ethel, and he's going to pull out a, a an elixir of life. And it's just like, look up and open your mouth. And he's going to pour it down down his throat. Pour it down his throat, okay? Uh, how much healing does he get? Uh, five points, five more points of healing. Well, all right, so we're you guys doing are, our best. So he's away. definitely dead. Next he's definitely going to die in this fight. <laughs> the next encounter is going to be harrow- harrowing. Yeah, Atticus, can you do anything, or you want to buff yourself, or you want to do something? <laughs> oh, fun? Atticus is going to buff himself. Um, <laughs> buff. Yeah, Atticus will. He looks across the water. As this boat unnaturally closes on them, he is going to he's going to cast fly on himself, oh. just to be prepared for what's next. Fly, and then he flies over top of Aldo and um, what's her name? Who's Suki. not on the screen? The only character not on the screen because Troy doesn't know how to do roll twenty. How dare you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, on the nice perspective. Oh, wow. That's, that's yeah. good work. That's, that's good work. Uh, he flies up toward the camera and just waits <laughs> for this ship to come. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Wait, but who are you not seeing on the map? I see everybody. 
we see her, but we don't see oh, her name. Oh, Suki's name Suki's is not Suki's name is not for... The whole audience can't see Suki's oh, name. They know who she is. They know who she is. From uh, Angeline's Amazing Art. So yeah, he casts Fly and then hovers above the party looking at this ship. And it's just like, that ship picked the wrong boat to mess with. <laughs> they are done! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we have a flying rat. Yeah. <laughs> it's now round five. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take you out of initiative order, but you all have an opportunity to do a round's worth of stuff before this boat is on you. So I'm just going to walk across the table here and tell me what you want to do, if anything. Maybe you just flavor-wise steal yourself. Or maybe you cast shield. I don't know. Suki. Yeah, I'm going to do uh, a two-action heal again on Ethel because he's down so much. Uh, so that's going to be only 12 points. I don't. My heal's not that good, but 12 that's points. Great. That's great. It's way more uh, than he's been healed. Yeah, that's so more far. damage than you did to the Neelith. Uh, that's not true. Across four rounds. And then I'm going... I Well, I killed it. I'm going to <laughs> cast okay. Guidance uh, on Ethel. Cool. So a plus one to your attack roll. Great. Perfect. Thank you. Make oh, a and note. perception checks and saving throws, skill checks, et cetera, et cetera. Make a note, as we won't be playing this for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. Atticus. Billy Joe. Attic. Oh, do I get to go? Do we just lose the You music? do. I'm just not going in initiative order. Oh. Okay. But if you yeah, want to go ahead and joke. No, no, that's fine. No, you, you can go ahead and joke. Uh, do I get the sense that with the unnatural speed of this ship that it will be on us, like... Within a matter of six seconds, yeah, 10, 15 seconds, six seconds. Uh, then he is going to use his new eighth level focus power of invisibility cloak. Oh, cool! So he rises above everyone and then vanishes oh. into thin air. And then, with my last action, I'm going to do a perception, just looking closely at what's coming to see. And oh, baby! Sorry, I get excited about um, <laughs> die rolls. They're so rare. I know. It's a 31 percent. Ooh, yeah, all right. The ship is about twice the size of the Selen Starling, oh, and you shit. see what looks like at least eight combatants on board. Wow. Eight. So he'll say this, you know. So if it's twice our size, it could be as many as like 300 people on Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're looking at at least eight. Oh, I just thought. Don't underestimate the fact that everyone below decks may be a monster. <laughs> well, they, the, the people below decks might be enslaved. They might be rowing the ship. True. That's true. true. That's true. We have to free them and bring them aboard yeah. our ship. Yeah. But better for this moment to assume they're all horrible monsters. <laughs> yes. So just be aware they may come up from behind you at any moment. Um, all right. Eris. Um, I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself. Classic. And, I mean, so Atticus rolled and told us some great stuff. Is there anything else I can possibly see that would help us prepare any knowledge? You don't um, think so. I might think so. You might think so. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like wrong. I think so. Then why did you ask? Just roll. <laughs> you have one action anyway, right? Yeah. There's nothing else to use it on. Use the perception. No. You, could, you could crit. You, you could know? do a cantrip, though, if you want to do any buff. Is there a buffing cantrip? Guidance? Um, a buff trip? Guidance. Well, buff can- oh, yeah. Well, um, 
little guidance. I'm going to cast <laughs> dancing lights to think that the boat is going somewhere else. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a clever thing. Oh, that's thing. clever. That's just like Master and Commander. That's Diversion. almost exactly what yes. happens in Master and Commander. And we all know that Kate's seen that movie several yeah, times. Yeah, I know. She loves that movie. Yeah, she does all like, movies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you'd just given her a moment, she would have said, you know, like in Master yeah, you and know, Commander. Yeah, you know, like in Master you and Commander. You remember that time I watched Master and Commander? You remember that time <laughs> I watched Those would be her next words. A movie? Uh, <laughs> Ethel. <laughs> All right. Ethel is going to do battle medicine to heal himself. Okay. Uh, and let me see how that goes. Uh, it goes okay. Uh, so then he is also going to drink a potion. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lesser healing potion. Or my, yeah, lesser. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. This is thrilling, man. Okay, well, it's, <laughs> it's vital if you want to survive. Uh, okay, and then uh, he will. We got, it, how close? It, how, it's like imminently about to strike us. Six, Six seconds. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a good time. I like how you yell at me. Like, I'm there. I'm just I'm like, what is it? What do I see? And you're like, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> it's here. Um, all right, I'm not going to bother with my with my crossbow then because we don't have time. Okay. So I'm, uh, for my last action, I will talk to Pedro Alakban. Is he here? Is he still undressed? Um, he's he's. Is he still ready for yeah, me? So I'm still waiting. <laughs> he's still. He was frozen in fear with his shirt halfway open. With <laughs> Skywind too. Is he bracing himself against the aft castle? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> That one meant, but all right. God. <laughs> all right, uh, and I will do a perception check. Okay. To see uh, if I can detect the sort of combatants we'll be facing. Mm. Uh, that'll be a 33. Some of them seem to be wielding crossbows, while others seem to be wielding falchions. Oh, what? Wow. Old Falchos. school giant slayer, dude. Yeah, this is like old, old days. Everybody, take cover. Get behind something. Take cover. Get, get behind, behind something. something. <laughs> something like Eris. I, I get, get behind, behind Pedro. Eris. You get behind <laughs> Pedro. <laughs> get behind the freak. <laughs> what? Excuse me? I'm sorry. I'm very frightened. I just came out. <laughs> I'm very judgmental when I'm I, frightened. I, I, I'm very judgmental when I'm You scared. are very judgmental I know, when you're I'm frightened. I'm so sorry. It is Aldo's turn. That was really uncool, Aldo. I, yeah, I, thanks, Ethel. Uh, agree. Welcome. Uh, look up. And he keeps pouring elixirs of life. <laughs> down down his throat. Down, uh, down his, like he's Jennifer Beals. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Okay, 18 points of healing. Whoa. You must I be am back almost up. up to full. That's yes. nice. Right. Yes. yes. Good. Yes. Thank nice. you, everybody. And uh, you do that. <laughs> I did. Well said, Troy. Yeah, well yeah. well so said. Thanks. Really sum that up. <laughs> you barely have a moment to regain your composure as the blood wind swiftly slides alongside the seven starling. And eight disreputable-looking men and women make way to board your ship. Oh, it's a boarding action, Matthew! So you see that some of them are starting to come over while the others are just readying their crossbows, but a couple other things happen. 
As they start to do this, you hear this low woofing noise coming from the boat itself. Woof. As it... (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Yes, exactly! Exactly like that! Not quite. Just like that! Not quite like that. (laughs) Just like that. You dummy. I was was picturing more like woof, woof, woof. woof. There's a dog on that boat! There's a a dog on the boat! Get that dog (laughs) behind something! It's it's more like. (laughs) Oh, they said it was laughing. They said it sounded like it was laughing! The boat. uh, It's the boat. The boat sounds like the boat itself is laughing at you. And as it laughs, you see it's two red sails. Part. Actually, I'm going to show you the map for this because it's so king awesome. Oh no! Oh dear! I don't. I don't care for that. Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh what? Damn! What? The red sails sort of part, and in addition to those eight people, you see two other figures sort of hidden in the blood-drenched sails. One of them looks like a dark, spectral woman with long claws. You can barely discern her face as she floats there in and out of the sails as they whip by. You do see, like, two red eyes, this oddly feminine shape floating there. And then the other is a man who has what looks like a twisted, alien-like visage and that's uh, half hidden behind a veil but also revealing his mouth that has long, sharp teeth. And he's hard to focus on because it seems like there's several images of him as he stands there, just overlapping. And uh, he says in sort of a throaty, phlegmy voice, he's like... Like he was drinking a lot of eggnog. Yeah, like he was drinking a lot of (laughs) yellow Russians. He says, the Draculisk only did half the job. Oh, shit! Now my crew and I will finish it! And sitting atop his head is a tricorn hat. Oh, Captain, you son of a bitch! And we'll see you next year, folks! Listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.